Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. We're going to sing about the faithfulness of God. Are you ready to sing with us? We're going to sing about His faithfulness. It's such a faithful God. I've seen Him show up for me in unique ways. You know, that's why I, I'm quite reckless when I worship. I start doing anyhow, anyhow, anywhere beloved. Somebody say anywhere beloved. Are you ready to worship God with me like that? That is the kind of worship I want. To put your hands somebody's tree.
Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy that endure forever, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Send billions and trillions of our saints, your archangel, Lord, to camp around us, protect us, and defend us, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord Jesus, minister to anyone who will be listening tonight, Lord, speak to our life. According to our need, Lord, according to, hallelujah, your will, your plan, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord, bless us tonight. Speak to us, reveal your word to us, Lord. Help us to know and understand your will, Lord, to plan in the last day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Bless anyone, anyone listening. Bless their life. Bless their family, Lord. In Jesus' name, answer the petition of their heart, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord, touch the heart of those that you want to speak to. Tonight, Lord, no matter the barrier, the distance, and the limitation, let your word go straight to the heart of life. And speak to us, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Sister Loyera, the Lord's servant, Brother Arlie, Shalom. Thank you, Lord. We serve such a wonderful God. Hallelujah. Hope everyone can hear me clear. Because we want to go clear tonight with a Bible study that I know is going to be a blessing. You're going to hear things here that you may not have heard before. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And that, that's exciting to know that God has something prepared for us. Amen. And we want to learn. We want to receive. So we're going to go ahead and go into the Word of God, the Bible. My brother and my sister, to make sure... Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are blessed by the word of God. Thank you, Lord. He blesses us tonight. Thank you, Jesus. 
Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. So let, let's start. Thank you, Lord. Let me see. Thank you, Jesus. What an awesome God we serve. What a great God. What a good God. My brother and my sister. In Daniel 11, we'll read some part of there. We're going to be going back and forward to the different prophet because the prophet confirmed what other prophet has said. Jeremiah confirmed, my brother and sister, uh, what other prophet has said. So Daniel confirmed what Jeremiah has said. Thank you, Lord. And Isaiah confirmed also. Uh, uh, Jeremiah confirmed what Isaiah has said. Amen. And so we'll be going back to and fro, back and forward. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But you are going to learn, some of you, something new tonight, something you probably have not heard from any other teaching. Thank you, Lord. And that's good. That is good to learn something new, my brother and sister. Amen. So buckle up, step back, take, take some tea with honey, not with sugar, and coffee with honey, not with sugar. Sit back and relax. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Amen. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Medes, Persia, which is Iran, and Babylon, which is the United States. Okay? Now, there are several prophets that have said the United States is Babylon. I might just bring one or two. Tonight, audio, besides the word, my brother and sister, I share what the Lord has given me. Thank you, Lord, but I have biblical proof about Iran being the last nation to be used against the United States. I have biblical proof by name, not just by my, 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 my imagination. Biblical proof that Iran will be the nation that God has chosen to bring America down, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. And I thank the Lord because he's given me this information today. My brother and sister, and, and someone share a dream they had this week. Okay? My brother and sister, the dream, it, it's about the woman, hallelujah, in scarlet and a beast. Okay? Which is Revelation 17. Okay? Revelation 70 says, this is in the Amplified Bible, one of the seven angels who had the seven book came and spoke with me saying, come here and I will show you the judgment and doom of the great prostitute who is seated in many water. Okay? The communist influencing the nation. See whom the king of the earth had committed an act of immorality, immortality, and the inhabitants of the earth have become intoxicated with the wine of her immorality. Again, and the angel carried me away in the spirit to a wilderness. I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast. Okay? The woman is sitting on the scarlet beast. The, the colors here are very important, are prophetic, and are significant. The woman is prophetic. The beast is prophetic, okay? The beast is prophetic, my brother and sister, because the beast we get in Revelation 13, the beast that comes out of the sea, 
which is the Antichrist, last day Antichrist, the Mahadi, Choi Man, my brother and sister. So you see where we're going with this. Thank you, Lord. So the beast of Revelation 13 is what this woman in Revelation 19 is writing upon. Shalom, Brother Miguel. Okay? We got to make clear who the beast is so you can understand the prophecy. Okay? Because I'm going to play you an audio or two. But for you to understand prophecy, you need to understand the meaning of certain things like the beast, the Antichrist of the last days, the Mahdi, known in the Middle East, in Iran, my brother and sister. Iran being Persia. Or Persia being Iran, because it was Persia and then changed to Iran. My brother and sister. Amen. I did intense study today about the Medes. And the history is that the Medes come from, no, from the northern part of Iran. Okay? My brother and sister. And my understanding of who the Medes are, they are the government that established themselves in Iran in 1979. That's the history of Iran that I was able to find about the Medes, where they come from, my brother and sister. But prophetically, you're going to understand what God says about the Medes in Persia, Iran, in the last days, my brother and sister. So the women sitting on the bees, okay, at Revelation 17, said the women, 17, 3, sitting on the scarlet bees that was, okay, Notice that it's revealed to John that she was, she was, okay, she was. But I'll, 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 we'll continue. Entire cover with blasphemous name, having seven head and ten horns. The women dress in purple scarlet. The woman is dressed, remember the colors are very significant here, because through the color, it is a physical view in which you can identify prophecy, revelation, dreams. So once you follow the color, God's giving you color, not black and white. He's giving you color for the woman and for the beast. That's how you can identify people and nation through this color. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. So, okay, the woman dressed in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, very wealthy, very rich, in another word, with precious stone and pearl. She was holding in her hand a golden cup full of the abomination, filled with sexual immorality again, and her forehead and name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great. Now, in order for us to understand that the last day Mystery Babylon the Great is America. It is America. Okay? My brother and sister, the nation that held this title, there they were a specific reason why they failed, why God brought them down, and how also God brought them down. Because God from the beginning to bring these nations down, through history, I used the Medes and the Persia. Okay? 
he has used through history to bring this nation in the past that represented Babylon the Great. He had used, he said it to the prophet Jeremiah and to the prophet Isaiah. Okay? Now, unless we can prove it, you know, it's all words someone said. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Now, here is a prophecy of Iran, the medicine of Persia. This is an early prophecy about the medicine. First mentioned, the medicine scripture found in the prophetic utterance of Isaiah, when it was declared 175 years, it was fulfilled. Behold, I was stirred up the medicine against them, and shall not regard silver for gold, nor shall they delight. Isaiah 13, 17, so sitting the verse down for Babylon predicted in Babylon the glory of the kingdom, the beauty of the Chaldean. The excellency should be as God overthrown Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, Jeremiah. Jeremiah included us as one of the many nations which be punished by God. Jeremiah 25, 25. Now, this verse of Jeremiah 25, 25, if some of you have a Bible, I would like you to look it up. Let me go ahead and put it in the chat room before I continue reading. Remember, this is a Bible study. My brothers and sisters, I'm going to prove everything that I'm going to say in regard to the medicine of Persia and Babylon through the Bible. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. So uh, Jeremiah also stated the medicine will be used of God to destroy Babylon. The medicine will be used of God to destroy Babylon. Make bright the arrow, God the shield. The Lord has raised up the spirit of the king of the Medes for his device against Babylon to destroy it. Okay, let, let, let me slow down here my horses so I can go ahead and, and I, well, I already put Jeremiah 25, 25. So, because it is the vengeance of the Lord. Remember what God says in his word? Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Okay? Who did God is going to raise in the last days to destroy Babylon? The Medes and the Persian. Persia being Iran, my brother and my sister. Regardless of what the media says, regardless of what you hear on the news, I'm going to believe God. I'm going to believe the Almighty. I'm going to believe the word that proceeded out of his mouth, regardless of what the media says. Because people base even their belief on what the media says. Okay? Shalom, Sister Wendy. And that is very wrong. You have a Bible. Believe your Bible. Believe God through your Bible, his word, his written word, his spoken word that is written. My brothers and sisters, very important that we hold the Bible as a true and only true, so help us God, my brother and sister. It's very important we understand that, that the Bible is the word of God. Amen. Jeremiah uh, 5111 to, to, to 28, the long, uh, before Babylon fell was predicted that the marriage will be God over avenging instrument. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord. Here is a little history about Iran. Back when they started back in, in, in 1979, the Islamic Republic referendum, which was 98 Iranian voters, approved a country which is uh, shifted to Islamic Republic. The new government began effort to draw uh, the present day, the constitution of the Islamic Republic of Iran. Okay? The, the uh, Ayatollah, Ayatollah Khamenei emerged. The Supreme Leader of Iran, December 1979, my brother and sister. The aftermath, the revolution began to back to Shia uh, military across the region and to attend to come back Sunni. The influence to establish the Iranian, Iranian dominant within the Arab world, ultimately aiming to achieve Iranian lead Shia political. Amen. That's, that's the history in regard to that. Going back to the woman. And back to the woman, my brother and sister, in purple, okay, which this woman is the woman enthroned in Babylon the Great. She is representing Babylon the Great, my brother and sister, okay, which is, is, is very important we understand uh, uh, prophecy because God has said, that America in the last days is Babylon the Great, my brother and sister. And so we have to take it as God is saying it, okay? God is saying it, we believe it, and we go with what God is saying. We follow his leadership. I know it, it made some people uncomfortable to hear this, but... You, you, better, you better hear the truth. It's better to hear the truth, my brother and sister, than, than to ignore the truth and say, well, you know, I didn't know or, or I, don't, I don't believe it is. In my opinion, I don't think it is. Some people might say, well, it, you want to go by what God is saying. Always go by what God is saying because God knows everything. God my brother and sister is never wrong. We will make mistakes. He doesn't. So it's better to say, well, uh, if God is saying it, I'm going to believe it, and, and that's it. I'm trying to get an image here so I can go ahead and, and thank you, Lord. I should have it ready before. Thank you, Jesus. But I tell you, um, my brother and sister, America in the last days, Babylon the Grace, what God is saying. And the prophecy about Babylon the Great, we're going to play some of them, my brother and sister. I, I, what I'm saying is it's better to believe God and all this because he knows. He knows. He knows everything. We are learning. We, we are coming into the knowledge of what he's saying. And so we, we, we my brother and sister, don't know. The Lord knows everything. And he's revealing it to us through his word. Shalom, Sister Regina. So we better have to believe the Lord in all this. Trust the Lord. And do not lean, thank you, Sister, on our own understanding. Amen. So the woman in Scarlet, Revelation, again, the woman sitting, Revelation 17.3, sitting on the Scarlet Beast, the entire cover with blasphemous name, 
having seven head and ten horns. The woman was dressed in purple and scarlet, okay, dressed in purple and scarlet, adorned with gold, precious stone and pearls. She was holding her hand, a golden cup full of the abomination, filled with sexual immorality. For her, uh, before her name was written, Babylon the Great, the mother of the prostitute, false religion, heresy, the abomination of the earth, my brother and sister. So she's getting a title there, my brother and sister, as a prostitute, which is, is nothing pretty. The reality of what is happening, what is going on, my brother and sister, that's, that's what's been happening. Kamala Harris, my brother and sister, is in the prophetic view. And last week and the weeks before, she had been dressed in purple and scarlet coming out of a plane. I, ha- I have a photo. I wanted to put it on. It did not allow me to put it on. I, was, I, I wanted you to see it, okay? My brother and sister, and the prophecy are pointing to her to be in the next president. Now, since God is pointing to her, and Jeremiah and Isaiah are saying that God will raise his Chaldeans against America, my brother and sisters. In Revelation 17, shows that this woman in scarlet, my brother, in purple, is, is the mother of the prophet, the leader, is the head. My, I heard a prophecy, I believe it must have been 11, 12 years ago, about America's last president, last woman, will be a woman. That the last president of America will be a woman, my brother and sister. Now, in Daniel 5, my brother and sister, I want you to see something here in Daniel 5. Belshazzar, the king, made a great feast, thousands of his lord, drank wine before thousands. Belshazzar, he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden silver vessel, which is his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem. The king and his prince, his wife, his concubine, drank therein. They brought the golden vessel, were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was in Jerusalem. The king and his prince, his wife, his concubine drank from them. They drank wine and praised God, the God of silver, brass, iron, wood, and stone. And this is prophetic because this is now in America the, what they're calling the founder God or the founding God. Okay? So this is prophetic in concern to that, pointing to America. At the same hour, fourth finger of a man's hand and wrote opposite the candlestick, excuse me, upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. The king saw part of the hand that wrote, and the king's countenance was changed. His thought troubled him, so that he joined, I joined up his loin, went loose. His knee was smart against another, one another. So he was shaking out of control, it's what we call that. The king was shaking or shaking, uh, shaken out of control. That's, that's another word. He was shaking out of control. He was shaking. His knee was shaking pretty bad. It was pretty bad what was happening with this king, my brother and sisters. Okay? And so he cried out to bring the astrologer. And then 
They brought all these astrologists, and they could not interpret what was happening. Okay, they came to wise men that could not read the writing to make known to the king the interpretation, Bernay. And, and it was King Belshazzar uh, greatly troubled his company was changing him, and the Lord was dismayed. Then the, uh, the queen, by reason of the word of the king of the Lord, came to the banquet house, and the queen spoke and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thought trouble thee, not let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in the kingdom. Now, notice the, the, the leadership, because that's what God is pointing to in this, of this woman, of the queen, of the vice president. Notice that, because that's what they used to call her, the queen. Notice the leadership of this vice president, which was called queen. When she comes to the queen, it's like she, ha- she is more knowledgeable than the king. That's what was happening in Babylon. And if you, if you follow the history of Babylon, you notice that the women are mostly the head than the men of Babylon. And that's why the last Babylon America, a woman will be the head. My brother and sister, the queen, by reason of the word of the king and his lord, came to the banquet house. Okay, this was unusual back then. But in Babylon, this was allowed. In another, another nation, this would not happen. But it did happen in Babylon. My brother and sister, live forever, okay? Thy touch trouble, let thy countenance be changed. Okay? And, and what she's doing here, she's taking authority over the situation. There's a man in thy kingdom whom the spirit of the, of, of the holy God, knowing that she's more knowledgeable than the king. The queen, equal by president, is more knowledgeable than the president. My brother and sister, that's not by coincidence. Everything in the word of God Jesus says to me that everything about this time, earth, where we are, in, in the next kingdom, the next reign, the next earth, it's in his word. This time and the time to come is in his word, my brother insisted. So if we carefully pray and ask the Lord to reveal it to us and help us understand what's clearly seen, my brother insisted, what's happening here, he is prophetic in regard to the kingdom of the earth, of the world, of the Babylonian kingdom. And in the days of thy father, light, understanding and wisdom, like wisdom of the God, were found in whom King Nebuchadnezzar thy father, the king, I say thy father, may master magician, astrologer, shalia, and sorcerer, so much the excellent spirit of knowledge and understanding, the interpreting of dream, interpreting a hard sentence, the solving the, the doubts were found, and the same Daniel whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, now let Daniel call, he will show the interpretation. There was Daniel brought before the king. The king spoke and said unto Daniel. Now, what is, what is God also saying to us here prophetically? In the last days, we have a bunch of people trying to guess whether America is in the Bible, yes or not. And yes, it is. A hundred percent it is. And everything that will happen with America is in the Bible. It has to be in the Bible. Because the Lord said everything about this time and the time to come is in his word. So America is in his word. For anyone to say that it's not, don't have the spirit 
that Daniel had, my brother and sister, for anyone that will say that America is not in the Bible, don't have the spirit of God that Daniel had, my brother and sister. That's the way we can understand prophecy and understanding and revelation. You have to have that spirit. Why would Daniel have that understanding? Because he had the spirit of the living God. The queen is telling you. Why was he had that understanding? Daniel will wrap before the king and spoke and said to Daniel, Okay, thou Daniel, who are the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king my father brought out of uh, jewelry of slavery, I, I, I have even heard thee, and the spirit of God is in thee. Are you listening to the, to the, to the heathen nation, the unbeliever, confessing the Lord, confessing that the Lord, the Spirit of God, is in Daniel. How can they tell? How can they know? Jesus said, by the fruit, you will know them. By the fruit. When we speak a revelation of God from the Lord that God has given us, my brother and sister, the revelation has to be confirmed by other prophets. Someone says to me, Brother Elvi, I seen a scarlet woman in a dream riding a beast. When I looked carefully in my dream and I looked at her face, the women that was riding, the scarlet women that was riding this beast was Kamala Harris. When I looked carefully at the face of the beast, the, feet, the beast was Barack Obama. She says to me, okay, I'm getting ready for this Bible study. Someone share a dream with me. Oh, Lord, our God, who revealed the mystery, the hidden things, that unless you show it, Ben cannot see them. Thank you, Lord Almighty. My brother and sister, looking carefully at the writer of the Scarlet Women is Kamala Harris. Looking carefully to the face of the beast is Barack Obama. My Lord, my God. Everything is in his word. Verse 15, now the wise men and the astrologers have been brought before me. They should read the writing, made known unto me the interpretation of it, but they could not show the interpretation of the thing. They could not. Why? Why can they not? Because they did not have the spirit of the living God. Simple. Simple. I'm going to play a short audio, and I'll be back after this. Mrs. Kamala Harris. So with Kamala Harris's ear that I was seeing with the earpiece, and just the ear and the type, and then last night when the Lord took me aside and said, listen to my words and pay attention to what I'm saying to you, he told me that this woman will be president of America. This woman is going to be president of America no matter who doesn't like it, no matter who doesn't think it can happen, no matter who will say, well, Hillary was far more of a political animal. Hillary wanted it more. Hillary would have done anything to get it. Hillary didn't get it. She didn't get the votes. And she is a long-standing politician. That lady is a lifetime career politician. And she didn't get it. Kamala Harris is never going to get it. God says Kamala Harris is going to get it. 
She's going to be president no matter who likes it, no matter who believes it. And I had a ton of dreams in November during the period of the vote count. Very unorthodox for America, counting votes for almost 10 days. I kept seeing dreams such as the woman showing up and saying to me directly in my sleep, I am Kamala Harris and I'm the president of the United States. And I looked at this lady and I was like, what are you talking about? You're the president of the United States. You're not even on the ticket. You're not even eligible as to be a president. And she said, I am Kamala Harris, and I am the president of the United States. And I was waking up from these dreams and saying, Lord, this is very weird. What is going on? And the Lord would just answer me and say things like, this is Kamala's election. And I was writing those things down, thinking, Lord, the woman is a add-on on the ticket. She's not a major player. What do you mean it's her election? And only later would the Lord reveal that with the entry of Joe Biden into the White House, Two people were going with Joe Biden. One of them was Kamala Harris, and the other person is Barack Obama. So this woman is going to be president of the United States. No matter who likes it, God says by hook, by crook, by line, or by sinker, she will be. And he said this. Said, you see, you see this woman now, she can barely find her way in the rough seas of politics. So they ask her a question, and she just giggles because... Processing the question is probably a problem. They ask her a question and she will obfuscate the answer. She will answer another question of her own making in her own head. She's inept. She is clearly out of her depth, out of her league. Even in the polls, she is regularly coming through the polls as severely unlikable. God says we are going to see one of the greatest political transformations that we have ever seen in the United States. What am I talking about? This woman is going to come back to us with, I have a dream ability. If you thought that President Biden was a little sleepy and a little sluggish for a very long time, and then suddenly, as soon as he got the endorsement, this man to seemed to have been injected by 800 vials of adrenaline. He was full of fiery speeches. He was no longer muddling his speech. He was a brand new person, a person that America felt she could put her confidence in, and she did. Well, this is going to happen with Kamala Harris, but the Lord says that you should not be fooled when you see this transformation from a woman who cannot answer a simple question to almost Martin Luther King, I have a dream ability. That earpiece in her ear, Miss Harris or Mrs. Harris is going to be receiving a step-by-step masterclass from the mastermind himself, Barack Obama. That's correct. This man is going to be teaching his protege step-by-step what to say, how to say it, all the various intonations that he is known for, famous for. You're going to see this woman be able to deliver a rousing and a fiery speech by herself, and you will wonder what brand of breakfast cereal did she switch to. She's going to be another person. Thank you, Lord. I will play the full audio at the end, the last hour, because there are two prophecy or two prophets, one from 2001, 2001, whom also the Lord had revealed to him that the last president um, will be a woman. And again, uh, I believe he goes by the color of the of – the, um, Revelation 17, the, the woman riding the beast that I'm reading to you, that John said he saw, 
my brother and sister, that that when the angel carried him into the wilderness, John said he saw women sitting on a scarlet beast, which is the beast of Revelation 13, the Antichrist. She was sitting on the Antichrist and solid covered with blasphemous name, having seven hands and horns, the woman dressed in purple. Okay? Last week, visiting South Carolina, she comes out in her presidential plane, and she comes out dressed in purple. And there's a part where she is called President Kamala Harris. My brother insisted. And purple. Just as John saw this woman. 100%. My dream was the Lord took me in the spirit a few months ago. And I was in the other office. Uh, Biden, President Biden was sitting on his desk. While to the right was Barack Obama. And Kamala Harris standing. The beast, Obama, was telling uh, President Biden to attack Russia already, to nuke Russia. And he was saying, you know the consequence that will be if I do, if I make that order. He was saying back to the beast. And he, he put his head down on the desk and was punching the desk saying, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. And the beast was telling you, have to follow my order. You know the consequence. And he says, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. If I do that, they will retaliate. And the millions that will lose their life will be in, in account of me. It will be in account of me if this happened, he says back to him. And Kamala was Obama rest, standing with Obama 100%. That if she was in office, she would do it. She would nuke Russia without thinking it twice by the order of Obama. The Lord had me standing there watching and having this conversation. My brothers and sisters, that was the last of that, which, wow, the woman in purple was there and the beast was there. My brothers and sisters. So she's riding, the woman in purple is riding on the scarlet red. White, red, the dragon. That's another, uh, my brother and sister, uh, another Revelation 12. Okay, we go there, Revelation 12. My brother and sister, again, okay, where John said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It says, another warning, this is Revelation 12, 3. Another sign, warning, was seen in heaven. Behold, a great, great, fiery dragon, Satan. Let me put this in the chat room so you can see. But I want you to know there's a color and prophecy. You don't hear this a lot, barely from anyone. Colors and prophecy are very important. The beast is writing... It's the Antichrist. It's the devil. The son of the devil, the devil. My brother and sister. It is the same beast of Revelation 12 and Revelation 13. Another sign was seen in heaven. This is from the Amplified Bible. Behold, a gray, fiery, red 
dragon, red, same beast she's riding, scarlet, red, Satan with seven heads and horn, exactly what you see, and he said with seven royal crown, the other, had his tail swept across the sky, dragged away the third, the third of the star of heaven, flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was to give birth, so that when she would give birth, he might devour the child. The woman, we believe, is Israel. But we know also that as, as a child of God, we are about to be going into heaven, my brother and sister. Amen. Being born. Being born again. <laughs> so, again, my brother and sister, this dragon Satan, then Revelation 13, now, in regard to this uh, child, this beast, we see the beast, Revelation 13, the dragon Satan stood on the sandy shore of the sea, and I saw a vicious beast coming out, out of the sea with ten horns. My brother insisted. What did this mean? Why is the dragon at the sea? Because as you read later Revelation, you read that the dragon established himself in ships at the sea. He makes his palace. God says through the prophet. Jeremiah and Isaiah, my brother insisted. He established his army at the sea. He comes out of the sea strong. And that is uh, all these uh, ships they have, all these carriers that they have, all these amazing ships right now that they have sent into Iran, near Israel, my brother insisted. All these are the power of the dragon, of the beast of the Antichrist, who is in Iran, Persia right now. That's two weeks ago now, almost three. The Lord showed me, took me in the spirit of Persia. Iran, covering Iran. And there was the beast having a meeting with all the leaders, uh, Islamic leaders, okay, promising them victory, victory over their enemy, my brother insisted. There are two enemies they have, America and Israel. America and Israel are their enemy. That's why it was revealed to Daniel what would happen to his people Israel in the last days, my brother insisted. But sadly today, in the last days, he's going to take them like a flood, says Daniel. Or was revealed to Daniel. To the people that don't like this, it is a fact and it is a truth in the, in the way things are going to come about. Now, I want to go back to the, to the king of Persia here, back then, because I want to show you something here that I was reading earlier that really caught my attention. My brother insisted. Again, verse 16, Daniel's given the interpretation of what the meaning it is. Look, I want you to see what the king of Persia offered unto Daniel in verse 16. I have heard thee that thou can make interpretation of the thou, the doubt, and if thou can read the writing and may know the interpretation thereof, um, shall be clothed with scarlet. Thou shall be, you will be clothed with scarlet, he says to Daniel. The king says this. 
You know the king will fulfill this. But what is he promising here? Uh, to make Daniel uh, one of the leaders in his kingdom of Babylon? <laughs> you got to see the, the response of Daniel to this offer. Because Daniel immediately, immediately understand what he's trying to do to him here. And you got to be quickly with the enemy because he will make you an offer. As so many people say, yeah, you cannot resist a position, a job with a lot of money. He will offer you a position, a job, a person, a husband, a wife, someone that is very hard for you to say no. You got to see the devil coming. You got to see the devil coming. Because if you only see his going, it's too late. You got to see his coming. Because if you only see his going, you're only seeing his back after he made the destruction. My brother insisted. Okay, so I heard the, the thou can make interpretation of this other thought. This other thought in. And thou can read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof. Thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck and shall be the third ruler of the kingdom. So practically make him a king or a general. My brother insisted. What is, what is the reaction of Daniel to this? Notice where wisdom is applied. Wisdom is a bubble. You've got to read Proverbs. And read Proverbs until God gives you wisdom and pray for wisdom. So you don't fall into the light of the enemy. All right, verse 17. Then Daniel answered and said unto the king, Let thy gibby be to thyself, which in a way is insulting. How are you going to tell a king, why don't you take it? Why don't you take it unto yourself? Can you imagine someone responding unto a president or king this way? But Daniel was humble. And when you say Thanks, that may sound offending and humility. It might be okay. <laughs> then Daniel answered and said to the king, Let thy gift be to thyself. Gave thy reward to another. What is that? What is he saying? I don't want it. Give it to someone else. I don't want it. You see it coming, you reject it. You act upon it. You don't, you don't say that, shake the hand and say, Oh, thank you. Give him a hug and say, Oh, thank you. You are so kind. You got to be careful with that kindness. Okay? You got to be careful with that. Because you don't, you don't hear that coming out of this, the Holy Spirit, man of God. Okay? You don't hear that, oh, thank you, oh, I appreciate what you're trying to do. Now, mother, you, you respond back with truth and you say, you know, um, give the reward to another Okay, and yeah, I will read the writing to you. It may known to him the interpretation of. Now the way I don't want no pay for what I'm doing. I'm not going to charge you for using what God has given me. Amen. Wisdom, humility, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. So verse 18: All thou king, the Most High gave, gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father the majesty and glory and honor. For the majesty he gave him and all the people and nations and language tremble, uh, fear before him. Whosoever he will slew, whosoever he will keep alive, whosoever he will set up, whosoever he will put down, 
while when his heart was lifted, his mind hardened in pride. Oh, Lord, keep us. He was disposed from his kindly throne or kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. God keep us. God keep us because not only that pride is the fall of any man and women. May God keep our heart and life from pride. Because in the moment he became prideful, the throne was disposed from him. Goodbye, throne. You see, my brothers and sisters, we're receiving humility, but we lose in pride. Again, we are receiving humility. We will lose in pride. Notice why so many people lose and why some people can receive. We receive in humility. We will lose in pride. My brother, may God keep us humble. Thank you, Lord. Verse 21. And he was driven from the son of man. His heart was made like unto a beast. There you go. And what is that? Werewolf, beast, werewolf, beast. Okay? He was, a lot of people say he was one of the first. Eh, I don't think so, but okay. He was making to a beast. His dwelling was with the ass. They fed him with grass like an oxen. He, his body was wet with the dew of the heaven. So he knew that the Most High ruined the kingdom of man. He appointed over and whosoever he will. And thou, O Elsasahanahambo, thine heart, thou knowest all this. Thou knewest all this. Here, here is another sign to this nation, Christian nation, as we've been called for so many years. Okay? We know the Bible. We know about God. No one needed to come from another nation to preach in America, practically, because most of the evangelists and pastors came out of America, my brother and sister. But here's the problem, that us knowing God and knowing the gospel so much in America, and then turning away from God, here is what the, the prophet of the Lord says to, to America. Thou his son, O America, hath not humbled thy heart, Thou, whom thou knew all this, you already knew about Jesus. You already knew about God and the will of God. But you know how humble yourself, America. This is the problem why America is Babylon. Have taken the place of Babylon with the scarlet woman. Because America had rejected God, had not humbled their heart, knowing God they had done so still. My Lord, my God. Verse 23. But he lifted out thyself against the Lord of heaven. America had lifted herself against the Lord of heaven. They have brought a vessel of the house before thee. Thou and thy Lord, thy wives, thy concubines, thy drunk wine from them. Thou have praised the God of the silver and gold. America had begun to praise other God. But I iron wood and stone, which she nor bear nor know. And the God whose hand and breath is whose all thy way have thou not glorified. Okay? They have not glorified Jehovah God. They have glorified other gods, but not Jehovah. Then this was part of the hands that befrung him. This writing was writing. Was written, I'm sorry. And this is the writing that was written. Many, many tackle us for him. Oh, sin. Many, many, take all our sin. 
What is the interpretation of many, my brother insisted? This is the interpretation of the, of the, of the thing. Many, God has numbered thy kingdom. It is finished. It is finished. Tackle, thou are waving a balance, America, in our found one thing. Paris, Paris, which is part of the word perishing. Thy kingdom is divided. The Democrat Republican cannot get along anymore. The United States is divided. Texas is divided with 25 countries from, from 25 states from the other state. And a, practically a revolution is ready to start in America. So God says to America, Paris, thy kingdom is divided and is given to the medicine, the Persia. To whom it is given to? The Medes are governing in Persia today. The Medes are governing in Tehran, Iran today. And God says that the kingdom of America has been given to the Medes, has been given to the Persian. My brother insisted. The first word to America is, thy kingdom is divided. Listen, America. And God has given thy kingdom to the Medes the governor of Tehran, and given to the Persian, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. 160 attack on America's, on America's bases in, in buildings in Iraq and around Syria and them have Iran attack. Nine yesterday. 30 allies of America were killed by Iran that were supporting America yesterday. The only thing that the three that were killed, I guess, last week was more important. My brother insisted. Iran has a thousand plus bases of America they are pointing to destroy in the weeks and months to come. My brother insisted. Paris, God says, thy kingdom is divided. Is that true today in America? Is America divided? Because God says perish. Hallelujah. This word must have a fruit. Because by the fruit you will know them. America is divided. And God said it's given to the medicine of Persia. My brother and sister. My Lord, my God. My Lord, my God. Verse 29. Then the commander vessel signed that clothed Daniel with the scarlet put his chain and go about his neck. Made proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. And the night vessels are the kingdom that shall be slain. And Darius the Mary took the kingdom, being about three score and three years old. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah. The sign will follow the prophecy. If this, if this is not true, it will not be happening now. But America is perished. It's in the years of Paris now. The kingdom is divided, and it's already been given to the Medes in the Persia. My brother and sister, God taking me there to him, for me to hear the Chohamadi, to hear his plan in Persia in regard to this nation. My brother and my sister, my Lord, my God, everything is in his word. It is just so there, so clearly, about this time, in the time 
to come, my brothers and sisters. It is all here. It is all here. Prophecy of Daniel. It is given to Daniel the prophet, however, to keep the matters in the Persia, the proper place, panorama, future history. The murders in the Persia anticipate the expression of Daniel 39. After these shall rise another kingdom inferior to thee, referred to the chest and silver of the image of Daniel 2, where the two arms anticipate the dual kingdom of the Medes and the Persia. Thank you, Lord. More details given in the vision of Daniel, recorded in Daniel, Daniel 7, 5, where the Dan, Daniel described the second beast in the word. And behold, another beast, second like the bear, raised up to itself one of the side that had three ribs and a mouth between the teeth of it, they said unto, thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. Devour much flesh. It's, told, it's been told to this beast. Much flesh, according to the prophecy, it will be devoured. That revelation abiding was still in office. Now remember that he has sent the troops to the Middle East to Persia, Iran. They have been killed. And they send the reserve has been killed, and they had to call upon the people all the way to 68 to any unnaval body to join the army, to go and pick up weapon and fight. And I remember in that dream, I'm 51 to 52, and they came to get me, knocking on my door, the army. Said, Mr. Zapata, are you able, are you an able body to pick up a weapon and fight for your country? And I said, yes, I believe so. They asked, they asked you, can you pass a physical, Mr. Zapata? I said, I believe I can. So they sent me into a military base here in North Carolina, and they put me through a physical test, and I was able to pass the physical test. Then they were sending us down to Florida, where we're going to fly from there to the Middle East. But I remember the voice of the Lord saying to me, the voice of God, that when this would happen, don't do it. Don't join them. He says to me like three times, out of a voice, repeatable voice. He repeated it again. When they come and ask you to join, say no. No. In my thinking, in my house, when they came knocking on my door and they missed me this offer, if I was able to pass a physical, I said that yes, because as a chaplain, I've been a chaplain for years back, back north. And I had all my documents. I was licensed. I had no problem. And I worked with the state of Massachusetts. I went to the prison as a chaplain. I mean, I I got all my paperwork in line. And so me thinking, you know what? I can join the army and provide my service. And the angel soldier, I can pray with them. I can lead them to the Lord. I can have them confess the Lord while they're dying, while they're angel and all that. I mean... I was thinking it this way, my brother and sister, but the Lord God says no, no, because they are ultimate plan here of the enemy. The, the Mahadi, 
the Antichrist, as we call it in our Bible, has ultimate plan with all this. Yes, he will reduce the population. He will eliminate the military that we have now, the strong. They will be gone. But you know what? And they know how. Iran is playing it practically like a victim right now. And it's all a game to them. It's all play. It is all until the plan comes to pass exactly as they plan it. It's all falling into their plan. And they'll leave Biden and send all these people there. And they'll keep sending more and more. And they have a plan on how to eliminate all that. They already got the hypersonic missile, unstoppable missile, to take care of all, all those carriers and all those planes and all that. They can take them out in second. And they will. When the time comes, they will. They will execute the plan. And people here will be watching it on television, scratching their heads and saying, I don't believe this. I don't believe they could do this to us. I don't believe they can knock down our plane this way. Okay? But that's the reality. It's the plan of the Antichrist. Okay? He has the will and power to do so, the Bible says. We're all power of the enemy, of Satan. Bible says so. God cannot lie. God told us the truth. It is for us to believe. It is a trap to go to the Middle East. None of you should say yes. You say no. Don't volunteer. Okay? Don't let them send you to FEMA camps if they're going to go do so. I remember that they, they said that you, you, you will have to be willing and pass a physical. Okay? Those who kill by the sword will perish by the sword. There it is. My brother and sister, it's a fact of all this. That's why I don't believe a lot of people, the Lord told them to come up here, and they have done not so. Because then who, you are you, who is your leader? Who are you following? The Lord tells you to go somewhere, and you say to the Lord, well, no, Lord, I'm, I'm going to stay here or, or go somewhere else. What in the world is that? Where's that? Where's, I never heard of that type of obedience. God told Abraham to go onto a land that he was shown. And then he showed the land that he would go to. And what did Abraham do? He went and purchased the land. He went and purchased the land that God told him that his seed will inherit. And obedient to God, it was come to him unto righteousness. You don't want to lose that righteousness and obedient to God. Because that's part of our faith. That's part of our faith. You do not want to lose that righteousness. We were talking about this, the calling of Abraham. And they will ask women, yes, to join. Yes. All the way to 68. If some of you are under 68, you're young. You are young. If you are an able body, you are young. You're going to have to show proof that you're not able to carry a weapon. Because as long as you can carry a weapon, they will send you. My brother and sister, it's the fact of the matter. All this stuff is closed. There are a lot of people... Where, where we are, they're about to make life decision for themselves. This is where you want to be, what God wants you to be, because you don't want to find yourself when God is don't want you to be making a life decision with the things that are coming on the earth in the days to come. Seek the Lord. Cry out to the Lord. God, lead me. God, show me. When I was in Massachusetts, I had mystery offering me position. I had a pastor friend of mine offering me a church and to me for me to pastor. He was giving me a salary 
every week, firm every week, for no problem to pay the bills, whatever, and just do ministry. Okay? And he, he put everything on the table for me. Then another ministry from Boston who, who have a last live church, and he was putting in my hand, but it was $4,000 a week, a car and a pastoral church paid off by the church for me to move in there with my family with no problem, all taking care for me to uh, work with the church and write a book. We'll provide you everything, brother, for you to write your book about heaven, the revelation the Lord has given you. It's been such a blessing. Hundreds and thousands of people have heard it and been blessed by it. Our ministry people have heard it. They love it. We want you to write a book. We'll start you with this payment, a card. We'll give you the key. We'll all be fully paid. And I went back to the Lord about it. Some people, you should have taken a book. No, I went back to the Lord about it because that's how we are, being led by the Lord. You know, the Lord let me know that he was so pleased that I didn't say yes when Jesus spoke to me. When Jesus spoke to me, he let me know how pleased he was that I didn't say yes to this to these offer. And I came back to him, and the Lord said to trust him and to come to North Carolina. So that's what he wanted to send me to. And I said, yes, Lord. My you know, rejected it. I mean, the pastor out north, he was not happy. You know, for me not taking the offer he was putting on the table for me because he thought it was such a great offer. And I said, no, 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 no. I must be led by the Lord in all this. Going like Abraham into the unknown, trusting the Lord, and the Lord has been faithful. He's been faithful. The Lord has been faithful to us. His protection is with us, my brother and sister. He is good. I said, was with Abraham and Moses, he has been with us. And that's what we can say and count on, his blessing, his faithfulness. Now, uh, Daniel 11, <clears throat> excuse me, also in the first year, Darius the Medes gave you a rose to be, to be encouragement and a protection from, hallelujah, for him. And now I will tell you the truth. Behold, three kings are going to arise in Persia. The fourth will become richer than all of them, my brothers and sisters. And as you go down now, notice how Persia, it is appointed in the last days to even to a rich king to arise, my brothers and sisters. Is that a coincidence? Oh, God knows exactly what he's doing. He's on his throne. My brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And then after all this happened, it's even the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria is mentioned there in Daniel 11. My brothers and sisters. But when we go to 1136, the king, the Antichrist, will do exactly as he pleases the Amplified Bible. All right, let me put it in the chat room. So I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. This is all in the Bible. Okay? My brother and sister, the king, the Antichrist, will do exactly as he pleases. He will exalt himself and magnify himself above every God and will speak outstanding and disgusting things against the God of God, God of gods. And he will prosper 
until the indignation is finished. What is that indignation? Until the Lord put an end to him. Okay? The Lord Jesus will be the one putting an end to the Antichrist. Not any man, not any nation, not any believer, like some believers believe and think. My brother insisted. I heard a brother years ago say, you know, if I stay in the tribulation, he was looking forward to stay in the tribulation. I'm going to get together with brothers and sisters, and we're going to rebuke that Antichrist, and that will be the end of him. We're going to bind them in the name of the Lord and rebuke them. And I looked at him. The Lord had already started taking me to the great tribulation and showing me the things that will come to pass. And I looked at him, and I said, wow, wow, wow. It's, it's not knowing and understanding what the Word says. Because when we go back to Revelation 13 about the Antichrist, one of the things that is given to the Antichrist, my brother and sister, okay, verse 7, he was also permitted to wage word against the saints, God's people, and to overcome them in authority and power over every tribe, every language, and every nation. I don't know what, what Bible this guy was reading, but my Bible, and I know everyone's Bible too, says that he will overcome the saints. So, where is that? We bind them, we rebuke them, we cast them out, and that will be the, the end of the Antichrist. When this pastor here in America, Pastor Hayy, began to mention about praying against the plan of the Antichrist against Israel, and that he's not going to do to Israel what you read in the Bible, because supposedly we have the power and authority and all that, I... Immediately, I began to scratch my head on this one. That was a head scratcher right there to me. And I said, wow. You know, you can have your own thinking, your own. And he wrote it in a book. Pastor Hagee, Pastor Hagee wrote this in his book. In the book, he says that, that Jesus never said he was the Messiah. Okay? And I'm like, and all these millions of people, he was... At one time in America, he had 55 million followers follower of him. Worldwide, hundreds of millions of people follow, follow Pastor Hagee's ministry. And this man said two things that are totally against the Word of God. That Jesus, say, Jesus never said he was the Messiah, he says. In his book, he wrote it down. And that they will pray that the plan of the Antichrist against Israel will not work. Okay, that Israel will have its, its, its uh, power over him. And again, it was like, to me, it's like, go back to your Bible, Elvi. Go back to, to, your, to the Bible and read what the Bible says. Okay? And so, then I went back to the Bible again, Daniel 11:40. At that, at that time, the king of the south will push and attack him. And the, crying. the king of the north will storm against him with chariot horsemen with many ships, and he will enter countries, overwhelm them, and pass through. He, he shall also enter the beautiful, glorious land. Let me put this in the chat room. I'm not making this up. This is in my Bible, in case you're wondering. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Again, so the Antichrist, the king of the north, was storm against with chariots and horsemen, and with many ships, 
carriers, remember that carrier, many ships? They carry many ships. And he will enter countries, overwhelm them, and pass through. He shall also enter the beautiful, glorious land. Which land is that? Here is on the quote, Israel. Okay, quotation Israel. Many countries will fall. Many countries will fall. But these will be rescued out of his hand. Edom, Moab, poor Moab, and the people of Ammon. So Edom, Moab, and Ammon. Then he will stretch out his hand against other country. My brother insisted. Okay? But Egypt will not be among the one which, which, which will escape. Okay? He will have power over the treasure, the treasure, the gold, the silver, and all the precious things of Egypt. And Libya, you, you hear in the news, uh, they're talking around, around Libya, Syria. Okay? Ethiopia will follow the full step. My brother insisted. But the rumor from the east, from the north, will align and disturbing. He will set up with great fury and destroy and annihilate many. He will pitch his palenio. Uh, what's the, the King James, I believe, says his palace or his ships between the sea and the glorious holy mountain. Notice, notice the specificness of Daniel the prophet in regard to where the Antichrist in the last day will park his ships. My brother insisted. Right now, right now, if you go on the news, go on, on Google, if you Google, where all these chests are parked, are parked in the right place where Daniel said they would be in the last days. Obama is there parked right there with his people. The Mahdi, the Mahdi is parked in the seat right now where Daniel said 3,000 years ago he will be parked with many ships, with many ships, my brother and sister, in the sea. In the same place he said it would. Close to Israel, close to Iran, my brother and sister. And from there, they're sending missile into Syria, part of Iraq, okay, making sure the Mahdi and his men, his army, making sure that if one of those missiles come close to Iran land, which they call holy land to them, they will retaliate like there's no tomorrow. But that retaliation is coming slow. Over a thousand bases worldwide they are pointing to. And every place where the United States have any base around the Middle East, they're targeting them right now. Nine got targeted last night, yesterday. Thirty allies got killed by the attack of Iran. Proxy, as they call them. My brother and sister. Through proxy, it's being done. Iran is doing this through proxy because a big, big attack is coming. The surprise one is coming. But in order for it to come, they got to get all, have all these people bring everything they have out there. But into even the kitchen sinks, my brothers and sisters, some people say, bring everything over there. They got to make sure that the precision attack they're going to do, it takes out everything. Where it leaves this country completely vulnerable open. That is their plan, and they're, they're working on it. It's just being worked slowly. 
So in the weeks, months to come, we're going to see big changes. I believe since time is going by so fast, we're going to see changes happening. Okay? Now, I believe the purple woman, the purple woman that is by president in America right now, needs to be sitting as the president. Because that's what Revelation 17 says. Okay, that the scarlet beast that was entirely covered with Raphimene, seven hands, ten horn. The woman was dressed in purple and the scarlet adorned with gold, precious stone. She was holding in hand a golden cup full of the abomination, filled with the sexual immorality. For her name was written in the mystery of Babylon the Great, the mother of all prostitute. Okay, false religion, abomination. Now, behind this is Rome, the Pope. Okay? Having this cup is very significant. And I know the many who are, who are the Catholic Church, Catholic, are going to look to this cup of gold. This is another sign. Because the Pope just acknowledged Biden and Kamala Harris. Okay? And they're going to be giving prestigious uh, gifts. And I believe this golden cup is being held by the Catholic Church. And it's going to be given to Kamala Harris. That's what Revelation 17, what does she have? She's holding in her hand a golden cup full of the abomination and filth of her sexual immorality. Okay? And Kamala, I even talked about on, 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 on the Internet, about gifts they're going to receive from Rome, from the Catholic Church. So one of these gifts is a golden cup she's going to receive. The question will be, when this woman in purple, with Obama, who he's right, she writing him, get this golden cup in her hand. That is a perfect image of this woman in Revelation 17. It will fall, everything practically in the days to come. We're, we're, and this is, this is to be seen. This is not just to be spoken of. This will be on television, and then when you see it, when you see her with the golden cup in her hand and becoming president, I believe you, you'll, some people will fall off the chair. Some people will be like, this, this cannot be more prophetic. This cannot be more biblical. My brother and sisters. And then I believe she's going to, she was holding in her hand a golden cup full of abomination. And on her forehead was written a name, Mystery Vavolin. Now, the, 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 what was written on her forehead, I don't know if this is something physical like the cup, like the cup, that you will be able to see. I believe we'll, we'll see the cup on television, but I don't know about the... the what she had on her forehead, written Babylon the Great. Now, she could receive a banner or something that she'll put on her head because the Catholic Church also has that. That will say Babylon the Great, the prostitute. The symbol will be in Latin. Latin. The symbol will be in Latin or in Greek, either one. I, I got to look that up. I believe mostly will be in Latin. That she will have those latter and the symbol she will have out on her head. 
my bro- and this is what's going to get a lot of people. Why is it in Latin? Because most of the Old and Bible were in Latin, Greek, Hebrew. So that's, that's, that's what might get a lot of people wondering. Mm. They say, on her forehead, a name was written, a mystery. So that immediately tells you and I that whatever she will put on her forehead, on her forehead, okay, it's going to be a mystery, even though we'll be in Latin. It's still a mystery, but we we will look at it and we will compare it to the Bible, and we know for sure that that's what it is. My word of God is the truth. We will see the cup in her hand. We will see the, the, the whatever they'll give us up to put on her forehead, okay? Because we know that the Catholic Church had this already. And it's right here in Latin, my brother and sister. And I, I thank God because they are really great men of God, all the men of God. There's a brother online on YouTube who can decipher all these things of the Catholic Church because he, he studied Latin for many years. He knows how to speak it. He, know how, he knows how to write it. My brother and sister, I, I got to look up his, his, his page. He has a page on Facebook. When he had posted all the all the teaching, and he can decipher all these things that the Catholic Church has in this symbol, I gotta hear him again. What is this? Are they gonna give Kamala Harris as a gift that has this? The meaning is Babylon the Great, the mother of the prostitute, in Latin, and then that golden cup is the one that we will see that will make more sense to us, my brother and sister. But the cup symbol, because it will have some symbol on the cup that maybe the camera, I don't know if the camera will pick it up closely because they don't usually point to this thing closely, but you can, um, you can, when these events happening, I, some people should just record them and then go back and zoom in and see the detail. But in the cup, in the cup, this is what God says, Okay. First, she will have adorned with gold. She gold. We've seen a lot of gold being put on her, and precious stone and pearl. Okay, uh, precious stone earrings she had last week when she went to South Carolina, which I pay attention to that. A lot of people, I pay attention to her scarlet dress, purple dress that she had, just like the Bible says. And there's another picture of of. of Inside a White House with that same purple dress, it might have been a similar, but these are very costly dress, tens of thousands of dollar dress. And, and behind her was a scarlet, red, scarlet, red, uh, by carpet, curtain, very details. I have the photo right here in my computer. I, I, I should have put them on, my brother insisted, but very, very uh, clear. Let me see if I get a link, because I, I was able to download it. Um, um, and it's my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Purple. Purple is a dress she has. Just last week, I don't know how many people follow this, my brother and sister. And, and the way she had it. Is what really, really got the people um, 
And according to what I see, she had this purple, purple specific dress that she had last week several times. Let me put the link in the chat on so people can follow it. See if you can. Hallelujah. Very significant to 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 this women and and and, and Revel, she is the one Revelation uh, seventeen. And the thing is that it's it's just so specific, so detailed. Her earring had the the the, the, the stone that Revelation described. I mean, so much detail. And then when she becomes president, finally, she will have that golden cup. She would have, and that cup is, is provided specifically by the Catholic Church, my brother and sister. With the letters, with the letters in Latin that this brother can study and knows, this cup has the letter that has a significant Babylon, my brother and sister. Babylon, um, the great, the mother of the prostitute. Okay? It's it just all these things are not coincidence. They're just not coincidence. They're prophetic. They're biblical. My brother and sister. Now, for those that join us lately that did not hear us talking about this, of Jeremiah, let me go to Jeremiah, because I, I, said, I said tonight I'm bringing you proof, 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 proof of what we are talking about, my brother and sister. Okay? This, hallelujah, let me see. I have it here in this Bible study. Someone was kindly to put it together. I'm going to go ahead. Let me uh, put it in the... Wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm multitasking. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Praise you, Yeshua. Uh, Jeremiah 20, 51, 24, I will completely repay Babylon and all the people of the Sharia with evil that they had done in Zion before your very eyes. I will do it, saith the Lord. Behold, I am against you, all destroy mountain conquer of the nation, who destroy the whole earth, declare the Lord. I will stretch my hand against you, run you down from the rugged cliff, I will make you burn mountain, a sting volcano. I will take from you even stone, cornerstone, nor any rock and foundation, but you will be desolated forever, says the Lord. Okay? Now, Persia. Okay, King, okay. So lift out the, uh, the land, spread the news, blow trumpet among the nation, dedicate the nation for word against her, call against her the king of Arada, many in Anastasia. I point Marshall against her. I'm reading for the Amplified Bible in case you want. And cause the horses to come like racing locusts with their wind, yet released from their case. Prepare a dedicated nations to war against her, the king of the media, with the governor and commander every land in their dominion. My brother insisted. God said, okay, and then, let me keep reading. The land tremble, uh, readeth in pain and sorrow, for the purpose the Lord against Babylon stand to make the land of Babylon a desolation without inhibiting. A mighty warrior of Babylon has ceased to fight, remain in the stronghold, the strange power, 
are failed. They are becoming weak and helpless, like a woman dwelling in places set on fire, barred against her drunken. Carry me to meet another one, messenger meet another one to tell the king of Babylon, the city having captured from end to end. My brother and sisters, the ford across the Euphrates being blocked, the Pharisees, they have been gray, march on fire, men of word and terrify. For I say the Lord God of Israel, daughter of Babylon, like a threshing floor. Time is being trembled and prepared, yet a little while in time, Hyber will come for her. My brother insisted. So um, when God said he will, he will rise, he will rise the matters, he says. My brother insisted. Okay? Now, here's, here's the, the key to the prophecy, Daniel uh, 5.28. Matters, the kingdom is divided. America is divided right now. And given to the Medes and the Persia. The Medes are the one governing in Iran. Persia is Iran. It's Iran. Babylon insisted. And prophecy. Babylon is America. Elas, Elas. Hallelujah. Babylon has fallen. Babylon is America. But God said that he will use the Medes and the Persian. And my brother insisted. To bring her down. So God indicated that Iran is the last nation he will use, the medicine person, to bring Babylon, America, down in the last days. It's incredible how everything is in the word of God, my brother and sisters. Now, I'm going to play two prophecies, one for Satan Celeste that I play some of it, and then for another 2001, another prophet, the Lord revealed him that the last president will be a woman. Last president will be a woman, the Lord says to him. My brother and sister, that's my, that's my last, last hour audio that I'm going to play. I will hope you pay attention to that because that is a confirmation of what we've been reading and speaking of tonight. My brother and sister, it is all been said by the Lord, including through his prophet. We got Isaiah 13, 17. The city in the verse of downfall of Babylon is predicted. Babylon, the glory and the king and the beauty of the Shavia and the excellency shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay? Jeremiah, uh, I said 13, 19. Jeremiah includes Mary as many nations which will be punished by God. Jeremiah 25, 25. Jeremiah also states that the Mary will be used of God to destroy Babylon. May break the arrow, God of the shield. The Lord has raised up a spirit of the king of the Medes for his device is against Babylon to destroy it because it is the venging of the Lord, the venging of his temple. Jeremiah 51.11. That's long before Babylon fell, it was predicted that the Medes will be God's avenging instrument. My brother and sisters, that it's Incredible how everything is in the Word of God, black and, black and white, my brother and sister. The medicine person will be the last the God said he will use to bring Babylon down, bring America down. Okay? This is why this job was started this year with Iran. And what did the Lord show me? I was standing in America looking to Iran as Biden kept sending everything he has to Iran. My brother and sister, and the army were gone, 
Marines, everything America had sent to Iran was gone. They were sending the reserve gone, and they now were sending any able body at the 68 that can go and fight for their nation. It was all being said on television, radio, everything. And people were listening to this. And people were volunteering. A lot of people were not volunteering, but a lot of people were volunteering for this. That's when they came knocking on my door, the Army. If, if I was in the naval body, if I would pass a physical, that, that they would send me on a plane to the Middle East. My brother and sister, God spoke to me three times. And that dream, he says, no, when they come to you, you say, no, you will not go. He's not his will for us to perish, my brother and sister, because the Mahadi has a plan there, the, the Antichrist. And it will be SAQs. Iran has too many hypersonic missiles. 24-7, they're being made, hitting under the mountain of Iran, which is also in the Bible. My brother and sister, to confront, you know that if you go online, you start a hypersonic missile, they're unstoppable. No nation have been able to stop them. They can knock down any carrier, missile, whatever, B-56, anyone, any plane. 57, my brother and sister, doesn't matter what plane they send. They can knock them down with those hypersonic because they fly. They can fly out through, out to four times faster than sound, which this plane only can break twice the sound. This missile can travel four times the speed of the sound, my brother and sister. So they will not see them coming, and they're making millions of them. And they're going to use them when the time comes. Will God to want us to, even, even if we see this, and they're calling everyone to join, we say no. Because it's an ultimate agenda. Depopulation has been the Antichrist agenda. And he's not going to change his agenda. He's not going to change his mind. That's why when you read Daniel 11, that's what we were reading, his mind, see, the king, the Antichrist, will do exactly as he please. He will exalt himself, magnify himself above every God, and speak outstanding, disgusting thing against the God of God. He will prosper till the end of the nation is finished. For which is determined by God will be done. God will allow this. God is going to allow this, that the Antichrist has been determined. Something determined. How do you understand something determined? Because that, that's, this, is, this is where you don't waver. This is where you don't say, well, I don't think it's going to happen that way, Brother Ellie. Because it's determined. Something is determined is when God says it is done. It is fulfilled. It's just a, a matter of time when it comes to pass. Simple. It is determined by God. Not determined by the Antichrist, but God knows the Antichrist. My brother and sister. He knows. Now, listen to this, because the Lord spoke this to me, and I just learned this from the Lord, and it shocked me. My brother insisted. We've been receiving a lot of calls from people from India, Iran, and them, that's been buying land in America even three times more than the price, which I'm, I've been surprised. They've been buying land like crazy here, everywhere, any land available to be being sold, they're buying it quickly. And I was speaking with one of them on the phone. 
my brothers and sisters. Now, um, the reason why they want to buy the land is to enslave the, the people of the nation, my brothers and sisters. They've been given license, permission by the government to do so, and they're, and they're using it, they're doing so. But the Biden administration has given them permission to buy land. These Arabs, Iran made in one year $9 trillion. That is a big pocket to buy land, and they're using it to buy land. They made me an offer for my house, more than what I paid two years ago. The guy is, we'll buy it for you right away, Mr. Zapata. Just, just, if you receive the offer, we'll give it to you. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not ready to sell. But I'm telling you, it is terrible what's happening. Now, I was talking to the Lord about how all these lands in America are being sold. And the country is being compromised with all this. And I remember when Jesus took me to heaven a few years ago. And Jesus was in this big auditorium with Daniel, Nehemiah, Isaiah, the prophets. And as I was brought in in the spirit there, I was brought in in there, the light there was too strong. The holiness and light, I could hardly see. My brother insisted. But I could see the prophet there sitting, listening to Jesus. Jesus was speaking to them, my brother and sister. And you can see the humility in each of these men, the holiness in them, of God in their lives. As I head through the door, my brother and sister, the one of the main entrance that was open, because the light in there was too strong, I could hardly see. I kept putting my hand over my eyes. And I knew that in heaven it takes you time to get used to the powerful light in heaven. Because think about it, it's like thousands of times stronger than what we have, or hundreds of times stronger than the light we have here. It's practically what we call a blinding light. That's why when the Lord showed up to Daniel, no one could see the Lord. It's too bright because that's the way heaven is. So I go out the door. And I'm looking, we were up in the mountain, and I'm looking to the valleys, beautiful land, full of flower. My brother and sister, beautiful valley, land, open land. Jesus comes out right on my right. He's always on our right, my brother and sister. When we are right with him, he's always on our right. Remember, he's at the right hand of Father always. And heaven... You will always find Jesus on the right. You keep going forward, you head to the right, he's there. And remember, he's always right. We are just learning of him, who is humble and meek of heart. So Jesus comes on my right. I turn around. His garment, unbelievably beautiful. I can see his hand and face. His garment Unbelievable, all the way down to his feet. It was like two garments in one. But I, I never seen anything so beautiful. It is to stay there, look at him for time to come. You don't want to blink just looking at him. He's so beautiful. Thank you, Lord. He says to me, do you see this body? And I said, yes, Lord, I do. And I can see, he says, all this I have made for my children. 
I prepare for my children. So when they come here, all this is for them. Tell them that, he says to me. Tell them about this place, he says. God has made it for them. The love out of his word is anointing and power. It's beautiful and awesome. My brother and sister, he has the power to melt you to nothing. But at the same time, his love holds us together. He loves that way, agape, endless love, greater love ever, each and one of us. Tell them about this place, he says. And I say, yes, Lord. He had told me this several times, tell them about this. And I come back and I tell you about it. I just want to be obedient to him. Thank you, Lord. I said, Lord, I was in prayer with him. And I said, see all these land that are being sold in America, like for nobody to have any land left to buy. This is why, Lord, you show me the land in heaven. Because you knew, Lord, I wanted to have a land. I wanted to purchase the land. And the Lord says to me, yes, exactly. He says to me, he knew. He knew. He said yes to me. He knew that in the end time will come where even if you have the money, you will have a really hard, difficult time, almost impossible, to purchase a land, to purchase a house, because they're coming here from other nations, enemy of these nations, to purchase the house. Not necessarily because they want to live in the house. They want to lease it to you. They want to rent it out to you. They want to enslave you. Because God said when you are right with God, he will make us head and not the tail. You will own. You will own. You will lend and not borrow, he says in his word. And the majority of people are borrowing money to buy a house, borrowing money to buy a car. That's not the plan of God for each and one of us. My brother and sister, God is a provider. Hallelujah. Our then doesn't seek him. Thank you, Lord. He wants to make you the head and not the tail. He wants you to lend and not borrow, he says. But he knew in the last day, part of the Mahdi, the Antichrist, the Shoiman, that it will be this way. The Babylonian system is to enslave everyone. My brother insisted. One, one of the power, the Babylon, Babylon had, the Romans had, was the influence and the pride. Anyone that will kill for Babylon will be rewarded by the king. Rome. Anyone who will kill for Rome, any enemy of Rome, Rome will reward them. America is Rome, Babylon, in the last days. Thirty people were killed by Iran who were fighting for America. The influence of America in a pride influenced other countries to fight for them and die for America. People that have never been here. Other nations are on Iran. 30 were killed. The media barely even talked about them. My brother and sister, the influence of Rome 
the influence of America will leave many to die. But Rome came down because of his pride. But there was one thing when the Apostle Paul went to Rome, before Rome came down, my brother insisted. One thing the Apostle Paul warned Rome about, which is in our Bible today, my brother insisted. He warned them about the lascivious life, homosexual life that they were having before Rome came down. The Apostle Paul goes to them, my brother insisted, and bring out their sins. Hallelujah. That they were worshiping the creation instead of the creator. My brother insisted. And that women were women and men were men. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. That all these things they were practicing were an abomination. Paul says to them, this is what Paul says to them. They changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image like incorruptible men, to birth, first footed beast things. What are these? Super soldier. Rome did this. America has done the same. My brother insisted. Therefore God has also gave them into uncleanness through the loss of their own heart to dishonor their own body among themselves. What did they do that it was such an abomination to God? Paul bring now their sin by the Spirit of God and the Apostle Paul. This is what he says. They changed the truth of God into lies. They worship and serve the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. My brother insisted, the same sin of Rome manifested as a Babylonian system back then. My brother insisted, these people had changed things, holy things, things that they should not even touch. They touch. My brother insisted. Rome did this, and America has been doing the same. Hallelujah. God had to take, took action with Babylon, with Rome. God is taking action now with America. Paul says that for this cause, God gave them unto vile affection. This is how they feel. This is how they feel in America. This is how they feel in Rome. How did they felt in Rome, Brother Elby? For you to know how they felt in Rome, it's the same feeling happening in America. For even their women changed their natural use into which is against nature. So what did they do? What did these women do? My brother insisted. Women became men. And men became women. Surgery, through surgery, is that this can come to be about. Is this happening in America? Is there men and women in America having surgery to change their private part, their chest, men to be in women? Is this happening in America today? 
or are making this up? Or the Apostle Paul prophesied wrong? No, my brothers and sisters. It is the same bio spirit given to the Rome that has been given to America in the world today. My brothers, the change of sex is a bio spirit upon America and the world. And this spirit is going to stay among them until they truly repent. It was in Rome. It's in America. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. And why did they change sex? Verse 27. Likewise also the man, the man, the head of the household, the one that's supposed to be an example, the one that Father is the head of Jesus. Jesus is the head of the man. The man is the head of the woman, says Paul. Satan not only got to the woman, he had also got into the head. Man, my brother sister, likewise men, the same men, leaving the natural use of the woman. Oh, my Lord. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. My older sister also was very hurt a few years ago, two, three years ago, because her husband, of many years, the father of her children in New Jersey, decided to become homosexual, and he's what a man now. My brother and sister, and destroyed his marriage. My brother and sister. And this has been so hard for her. She had gone through a lot. She's been a child of God since she was little. The Lord has been speaking to my sister. Even to the point when I went to the Lord, I said, Lord, are you speaking to my sister this way? And the Lord said, yes, I am. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. I share some of the things the Lord has said to my sister. She will... We're going, going to work, and there were places that the Lord said, don't drive through there today, and it's going to be a car accident there. You know, you can go this morning, don't come back to there in the afternoon. There's going to be a car accident, and she will come and see the car accident, the ambulance, the fire department. That's how the Lord will lead my sister every day. She will hear the voice of the Lord. My brother and sister, like a GPS. The Lord will be speaking to her since she was young. I remember being young. And, and she will hear the Lord, and the Lord spoke to her about me. And you see, you see your brother. I'm going to use my, your brother as a preacher. Your brother I will use to reach out the nation through him. He will preach my word. And my sister got so excited. And I remember that day we were walking together, and she said, I, I got to tell you something. The Lord says to me, when she began to speak, the, the peace of the Lord, the presence of the Lord came all over me. I was just a child, nine or ten. He says, Elvie, don't worry, Elvie. What's going to happen to you in the years to come? And I'm like, the Lord says he's going to use you. The Lord says you are chosen of him. He is my chosen, the Lord says to her. And I'm going to use him. And I'll be with him and I'll protect him, the Lord says, from all evil. My sister said this to me. I'm looking at her like, she could hear the Lord so clear since she was young. 
but she had gone through all these things in her life. Now her her man had become a homosexual, living with a man. I said they had two children together. They're big already. Um, one is in uh, one was in college, got married. The other one, the boy, still in college. My brother insisted, but you know, so difficult. I had the Lord have to use me to go and visit her and pray for her, lead her back to the Lord because I knew she wasn't doing good. But she was sharing a testimony to me. She was saying, I was in the Jersey Saturday morning, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to go visit this church. This church is praying for finance. They want me to bless them, but they don't do the work I want them to do, to go out in the community where they're full of lost people and preach my gospel to them. Everyone come dressed nicely to my church, to the church. And they're all there crying out to me to me to bless them. They want my blessing, but they don't want to be obedient to me, the Lord says to her. Walk in there. I will be with you and tell them what I'm telling you. My sister come there. And she come up, the leader speaking, and said, can I speak I guess she has something to share. The leader said, who are you? I remember seeing you here in church. This is what the Lord says to you and to everyone here. You're asking God to bless you with money to prosper you. But the Lord had asked you to go out in the community and lead people to Christ, lead people to salvation. And you're not doing that. But you're coming to the church to ask for money. Who asked for prosperity. But God said, the Lord said, you don't want to be obedient to me. And what I asked you to do. And I'm like, listen, and you have the audacity to walk to this church. You've never been there before. You even have to look for the entrance and walk up to the pulpit and tell the people this, this way. They basically asked me to leave, but I left. I left. But I went and spoke what the Lord wanted me to say. And I know the Lord touched people in there when I gave her the word. The presence was there. The anointing was sensible, man. Boldly for the Lord, my brother and sister. Boldness. And those are the people that the Lord is restoring to use. Because they will walk up to any place where God will say, go speak my word, where people will be afraid. Say, I'm not going to go up there. They don't know me. They never heard of And they will go in the name of the Lord and speak what, what they have to say from the Lord. It's not about, you don't, you don't, you seek the kingdom of heaven first. They, every other thing, hallelujah, every other thing will be given unto you. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, God. She said, when I pray, I'm not asking. I'm praising. Hallelujah. Because everything we have here already given to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now I'm like, praise you, Lord. She, her boldness, I love her boldness for the Lord. Where she will go to a place and the Lord said, go speak, and she would do that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. But God is so awesome that she said, you know what? She knew she needed to get herself right with God after what her husband did and let him go. Forgive him. 
and just seek the Lord and let the Lord bring someone to him, to her. And the Lord brought someone who fell in love with her and, and decided, I'm going to take care of you. Although she works, she has a great job. And, and, and said, I will love you. I will be with you. And, and she shared how she is, my brother and sister, her passion. And, and he respected all that. And they got married. I think it's now over a year now. They're very happy. My sister's very happy with him. But it was someone the Lord brought to her. But she waited. My brother and sister, without any like, okay, I want to get married tomorrow. I want no. First is I'm going to get right with the Lord. I'm going to seek His well, and God began to work. And then the Lord showed me last week. I shared the testimony where she came home in the rasher with us. She came home in the rasher, and I said, "Is that you, sister Elsa? Is that you?" She said, "My little brother, come and give me a hug." She says, "My brother and sister." Thank you, Lord. She was one of those, the Lord said, don't take the bison. And she didn't have a preacher. Uh, she has a preacher brother. She loves that. She said, my brother's a preacher, she told people. But she didn't have to hear the Lord Tower. She didn't have to hear me in the Lord Tower to know from the Lord not to take the bison. She knew from the Lord not to, that it was not of God, that it was an evil bison. Without listening to the Lord Tower. And she had her, her Facebook page. She had her own page, my brother and sister. But she had a very strong faith, let me tell you. And she knew. She knew my brother and sister. And so when I prayed for her, I remember, she reminded me and said, remember what I, tell you, what I told you? Because she told me this word back in the island. I was nine years old, maybe 10, what the Lord says to her to tell me. My brother insisted, I was just a child. And, but God is so faithful. God don't forget like we do. His promises are ever amen. And he'll fulfill what he's saying. It's how our, our heart is. My brother insisted, our heart is. If our heart is right with him, like Daniel says, my brother insisted, hallelujah, about the heart being right. Hallelujah. What, one of the things about King Nebuchadnezzar that Daniel says to the people was, he was driven from, from the Son of Man. His heart was made like unto a beast. His dwelling was with the wild asses. He fed him with grass like oxen. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the Most High ruined the kingdom of men, and he appointed over him whosoever he will. And thou his son, O Bethesda, had not humble, dying heart. What do people say in the church? You, you need to bend your knee, brother. You need to bend your knee. That's not what that God says about to this man to do. Where, where does the humbleness begin? Uh, oh, when I pray, um, the heart. Jesus said that it's not what goes into you that contaminates men. 
and what comes out of the heart, he says. My brother insisted, thou his son, you his son, O Belshazzar, hast not humbled thine heart. Though thou knew, knewest all these, what all these, what God has said through his prophet. He knew it. He knew what happened to his father, King Nebuchadnezzar, that God changed him into a beast. God changed him into a beast. And everyone saw this beast. I mean, it must have been a horrible beast, but it was a beast. My brother insisted, because his heart was prideful. And now his son, knowing what God did to his father, Nebuchadnezzar, also hardened his heart. Do not humble his heart. My brother insisted. And what is the outcome of him not humbling his heart? But how lifted thyself against the Lord of heaven, and have brought the vessel of the house before thee, and thou and thy Lord, thy wife, thy concubine, thy, have drunk wine from them, and have praised the God of the silver, the gold, the brass, the iron, the wood, the stone. We see not, hear it not, know it not. And the God who hand thy breath is, and whom thy, whose hand thy bread is, whose are all thy way, how thou not glorify him, which is Jehovah. Our life is in the hand of Jehovah. There was part of the hand to send from him, this writing was written. This is the writing that was written. Many, many, take everything. The interpretation of the things that many God had numbered thy kingdom and finish it. Take thou have been waving the balance and have found one thing. Paris, the kingdom is divided in America and given to the Medes and the Persia. America has been given to Persia. The kingdom of America has been given to Persia. All right, let me go ahead and, and thank you, Lord. Play, play, play the prophecy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I hope it has blessed your life tonight and that the message has been clear. 2001 Prophecy the sign prior to the destruction, the spirit that strengthens all things feminine, through Stephen Crowder. A spirit has arisen in your country, my son, a spirit that was put in place according to my will decades ago. It is going in strength and influence, and no one shall be able to stop its progress, says the Lord. Those who attempt to do so shall proceed forth in vain. It shall be as futile as attempting to stop the rain from falling in Noah's day. This is the great judgment upon your country, and no one will be able to stop it. I will cause it to run its course in your nation, and when things are in their proper place, it is then that I will cause the foretold catastrophic events to take place that will crush this modern-day harlot known as the United States of America. The spirit of the strong woman riding atop the devil's beast has been going forth and conquering with great subtlety and deception for scores of years in your country. And the purpose in this is to bring forth my desired result as a judgment upon your nation, my great judgment that will lead her to fall, says the Lord. Therefore, make your ear attentive to my words that I shall speak to you here, and then go forth and warn those of my people who will listen, so that they will understand that it is the hand of the Lord in this matter concerning your country. You must warn them not to intervene in this matter, 
with their prayers, for in this they can only attempt to hinder my purposes, for these things shall come to pass, and they must come to pass, for it is the judgment that I have chosen for her, the United States of America, and set into motion years ago. I have shown other watchmen of mine the horrendous judgments that will come upon your nation, the stars falling from heaven, and the mists and vapors that will fall upon her, leaving countless dead in their wake. What I am showing you here is what will occur just prior to and leading up to these horrific events. For many have cried out unto me, Lord, when will these things come to pass, and what will be the sign of their coming? Have I not said that I will do nothing unless first I reveal it to my servants, the prophets? See Amos 3 verses 7. There are many of my watchmen scattered about, warning my people that danger looms upon the horizon. But sadly, the great majority of those who call themselves my people only listen to them in order to placate their itching ears. To put it more simply, their hearts cannot truly comprehend what the Lord is saying to His people. For so many have chosen beforehand that they will only hear what they want to hear and then discard the rest lest it become bitter within them. My son, when I told other servants of mine, those who would actually do all that I told them, to eat of the book or to eat of the scroll, was it not sweet in their mouths, yet it made their stomachs bitter? And yet, these blessed ones of mine partook of this bitter meal out of their obedience and out of their love and devotion to me. It is this type of compliance that is pleasing to your Lord. And yet... The great majority of those who call themselves by my name have never learned to walk in this type of obedience. Instead, they have deceived themselves into thinking that if something becomes bitter to them, it must not be of me. This is the lie that they have chosen to believe in order to keep themselves from suffering. And, sadly enough, this is the great lie that so very many have been given over to. So many, in fact, that if you saw it, your heart would not be able to endure it, or even to comprehend it. This is how great the deception has become in these last days. For sadly, the great majority has chosen to deceive themselves into believing only in part that which I have tried to show them, discarding the rest as though it is of no use to them. My pearls have truly been cast before them, and yet they have foolishly trampled them underfoot. I am not speaking of the world here, my son, but of those who call themselves my people. Let it be known that those who have chosen to follow this course will receive a much greater judgment in the coming days than those who have willingly bore their crosses and who have chosen to suffer rather than to obey me in the parts that they have chosen. Those who have chosen suffering rather than the fleeting pleasures of this world are the ones who have produced their fruit in the great furnace of affliction, and this fruit can never be taken away from them. It has been stored where moth and rust can never touch it, and where the thief can never take it away. Soon, the wheat, those of mine who have produced true fruit of the Holy Spirit, shall be safely set aside into the barns of my choosing, the safe places that I have reserved for them, while the tares, those who resemble the wheat and grow in the same field, yet who did not bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit, shall be bundled up together to be burned in a very hot oven. And it is in this oven that the last chances will be given to them to produce fruit meet for repentance, the same fruit as the thief upon the cross brought forth in his last hours upon the earth. 
Although his life was indeed over, yet he was spared an eternal punishment and was granted a place in the eternal kingdom and the paradise of God. This shall serve as an example for the many who will be thrown into the great furnace of affliction in the days to come. Selah. Do not be surprised or discouraged, my son, when this message is only received in part by some who hear it. There will be some who will attempt to lift you up with great flatteries, and those who will outright despise you for speaking as my mouthpiece, saying in their hearts, Who is he that he should speak the words of the Lord? There will be those who will truly be blessed by this message, while others will be blessed only in part, seeing that they've chosen to believe only the parts that they desire, while forgetting the rest. Do not let your hearts be heavy, or troubled by the rejection that you will see, for they are not rejecting you, but they are actually rejecting me, and casting aside my words, and I the Lord will deal with them accordingly. As for you, my son, go forth into that which I have allotted for you, and be careful to guard your heart from the sneer of pride, for in that which you have proven yourself faithful in, more shall be given. And think not that my hand is not upon you any more, when there are periods of peace and silence. For the Lord knows your endurance, and he will place you in restful places as he sees fit. The spirit of the strong woman, riding atop the devil's beast, has been at work in your country for decades now. She is haughty and proud, yet reserved and cunning. The spirit of theater has been upon her, causing her to act out her part with great deception. Although she smiles wildly in her heart while inflicting cruelty, she will not allow her facial features or her body language to disclose this. It takes great spiritual discernment in order to see this, for its veil is very deceptive and very convincing. This is why I sent you to the stable and why I kept you there for many days. What was it that you saw while you were there, my son? I said, Lord, I saw a beautiful woman who lived solely for the purpose of controlling the great beast that she rode upon. This woman possessed exceptional strength and poise, and she was very influential. She received great adulation and many prizes for her mastery of the horses she rode upon. As I watched her, I began to discern many things in my spirit, things that troubled me. And the Lord said to me, What were these things that you saw? I said, Lord, there were many things out of place in this woman's life as she truly lived to master her control over the horses she owned. Her marriage was one that was based out of convenience rather than that of love, and I saw very little affection between her and her husband. Rather than seeing two lovers, I saw a man who was used for the talents that he possessed. He was used to build things and to fix things in this woman's quest for more, more and yet still more. And although she was married to this man, whose name means the rock, she refused to take his name, continuing to go by a name that she was not even given by her father. This prideful thing caused me to shake my head and to ponder why it was this way. And sadly, Lord, I saw that the union of this couple brought forth a child whom she's orphaned due to her dedication toward mastering the control of these great beasts that she sits upon. I was appalled to see that in her quest to master these horses, it was really the beast itself that was controlling her. And the Lord said to me, What is the name of the child that this woman has brought forth? I said, The boy's name is Travis. And the Lord said to me, What you have seen here is very symbolic and a foreshadow of what is happening in the spirit realm. The boy's name means travesty 
This woman goes by the name of her own choosing, although she is married to a man named Rocky. The name that means The Rock. This is what has become of many of my people in your country. Pay close attention to me as I explain this. Claiming to be married to and reserved for me, the great rock of their salvation, many of my people have chosen to go their own way, choosing to go by the names of their own choosing and bringing forth children in great travesty. Children that eventually become orphaned, this being due to their parents being controlled by the beast. These children that they bring forth are an easy prey for the enemy, seeing that they have absolutely no influence from the one that bore them. And in many ways, they're abandoned and must fend for themselves during their lifetime. And the Lord said to me, What is it that you have observed concerning the heart and the influence of this woman who sits upon the beast? I place you for many months as a fly upon the wall so that you could observe her and learn. Tell me now, what is it that you have seen? I said, Lord, I saw a great disdain that was brought forth toward all men, although it was veiled with a smile and a type of feminine pose that I was able to see through. What I saw was actually more masculine than it was feminine, and it was concealed by a front that was very beguiling. I saw a great disdain for men that was poured forth from this woman, and it affected all of the women around her and within her sphere of influence. And once in the spirit, I actually saw this woman standing with other women of like spirit. She was boasting and saying, the actual purpose of men is to serve us and to kiss our backsides. Lord, I feel badly saying this, but that's exactly what was shown. And the Lord said, you have seen correctly in this. I said, Lord, this woman was rich, and she was married to a man who was also rich. And through her wealth, she was able to control people with a cruelty that was also masked behind a beautiful smile. While buying herself many expensive things, she stated that she simply could not afford to pay her servants any more than the meager wages that she offered them. And what shocked me the most is that I saw other women coming to her and paying her to teach them how to be just like her. And these women also had a great disdain for men, saying in their hearts, You may clean up after our animals, but you can never be our friend. And it was common to hear them say things such as typical male reasoning and typical male response as their prideful boasting poured out of their lips. At this, I wanted to become violent, but I was restrained from doing so. Lord, what does all of this mean? And the Lord said to me, My son, I've placed you within the confines of the stable in order to show you the heart of the spirit that is sweeping your nation. It is cruel and cunning, using the wiles of a woman who has patiently waited for a chance to control things. The beast that she's riding upon is none other than your adversary, the devil. And although she attempts to control him, it is actually he that is controlling her. This is a spirit, and it is going to run its course in your country, using its influence to bring forth my desired results. And then her end will come before the whole world. I am raising up the spirit of the strong woman in your country, and in her quest for power, she will act very cruelly. Although her feminine walls will cause her to appear beautifully, she will have a great disdain for men, and will treat them as mere servants to fulfill her needs. Although she will claim to be submissive, this spirit is going to affect every facet of your society, 
including politics, religion, and especially the entertainment industry. I said, Lord, just how will this affect our country, and how will it manifest itself? And the Lord answered my request and said, In the entertainment industry, women and men are going to change positions. You will more and more see women becoming the heroines, with the men serving them and being made to look foolish. You will more and more see women leading the way as hunting and fishing guides and carpenters and supposed experts in the fields that man once dominated. You will see more women in professional sports and women dominating the music industry. Many of the songs that they will bring to great popularity will speak in demeaning ways about men, and this will influence many. And, as it's presently the case, the most popular music will be about sex and love, as this theme will continue its ever-seeking quest to deceive people that sexual lust is to be equated with true love. Some of the worst examples that you will see will come from the television, as beautiful women will be used to seduce many, this being due to their physical attractiveness and their talents in being able to act. They will be like so many beautiful puppets on the stage, spitting out lines that have been created by those who are completely giving over to doing evil. People called screenwriters and songwriters who abhor the Lord and desire to play out their hatred by flaunting their well-conceived words and scenarios in front of all people. Increasingly, the good versus evil theme will be artfully projected as women versus men, with men being the evil character, and this will seduce many into siding with this way of thinking and acting. When you hear the singing of the words, I am a woman, hear me roar, know that the time of the end is drawing very near for your country, and that our judgment will soon come quickly and without mercy. You will see women rising in power and influence within the world of religion, with an ever-increasing abundance of them pastoring churches and teaching my word from the pulpit. Is it not written in my word by the Apostle Paul that I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain silent? See 1 Timothy 2 verses 12. And was it the Apostle Paul speaking, or was it the Lord? Paul was merely a messenger, a chosen vessel as it were, to speak my words. There is nothing wrong with a woman sharing with the brethren that which the Lord has given her, but that is a completely different thing than it is for her to stand up in front of all and teach. In your country, you are going to see more and more women standing before all and teaching from my word, and the people will love to have it so, says the Lord. For it is easy to teach from the well of knowledge, and there shall be many brilliant ones that will stand up and boldly proclaim the word of God, all the while not knowing that they are only a small part of the overall plan that the Lord has in order to bring the spirit of the rebellious woman into its final place of power before the great hammer falls. These women will be greatly influential, speaking of the great things that the Lord has done, but this will not be the type of preaching that comes from being led by the Holy Spirit. At best, it will be earthly, speaking to the natural man to come and get saved by Jesus in order to prevent an eternity in hell. And this type of preaching will be very common in the days to come. And there will be those who will come forth in order to receive me into their lives. But there will be those who will go on from there and will make me not only their Savior, but more importantly, their Lord and Master. And they will see the need to forsake man's systems 
and they will gather only unto me, and will not attach themselves to systems of men any more. These will indeed be the blessed ones of my flock, says the Lord. Within the world of religion, you are going to see the powerful woman growing in strength and influence, and the feminine things that reside in the area of the soul shall become more and more manifest. There will be movements coming that will operate completely within the emotions, with great deceptive fits of crying and wailing, and they will be called manifestations of the Holy Spirit. No more laughing and barking like dogs, but weeping and wailing and crying, all in the name of the Lord. It shall be said in that day, and rightly so, that the time of great sorrows is soon to be upon us. Therefore the great bouts of weeping, this too shall be a great deception, for it shall be wailing from the soul, and not out of conviction brought forth from the Holy Spirit. And all the while the people will say, We are weeping due to the time of great sorrows. Behold how the Lord will bottle our tears, and pour them back down upon us as a great blessing. I say to you that you will see manifestations in that day that will absolutely stun you due to their complete carnal nature. And yet the people will continue to say that it is the sweet anointing of the Holy Spirit upon them. This too will be the fruit that will come forth from the emotions of men and women due to the strength and influence of the Spirit that strengthens all things feminine. It shall not only be women will be affected by the Spirit, says the Lord, but men also shall open to it and become affected. The evidence of this will be in them bowing down to and serve these strong women in an undue manner. This manner shall go way past that of normal servitude, as it shall be geared at lifting women up to a highly elevated place and submitting to them with great zeal. Men who are affected by the Spirit will also become more and more emotional, even to the point of acting effeminate as part of their walk. There will be men who are affected by the Spirit who will have great ministries that will become geared more and more towards the emotional side of things, and they too will become highly influential in the days to come. Sadly though, what they will equate with the blessings of the Lord in that day will be no more than great emotional outpourings that are a direct result of the leavening of the Spirit. It is written in my word, not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Zechariah 4 verses 6 And that which you shall see in that day shall not be done by my power of my Spirit, but by the power of the Spirit that I shall allow to rise in power, and that people shall be given over to in that day, says the Lord. In the political arena, you are going to see women rising into more and higher positions of authority, says the Lord. This spirit that is at work in your country will empower them to boldly enter into places that have in the past been dominated by men. Ultimately, you will see a woman attain to the highest office in the land, being swept into office by those who are under the influence of this spirit. As a part of the political campaigning, you will see evidence of this powerful spirit at work if you are looking for it. It will be very obvious to you in that day. Whether this woman will attain to the highest executive office in the land due to running as number one or number two on the campaign ticket doesn't matter. She will attain to the highest position at my appointed time, whether it be due to winning by attrition or winning by election. And at that time, you shall see the great many rejoicing in this so-called victory, not knowing all the while 
that it is the Lord who has set their table before them, and they shall eat a very bitter harvest. Of this new leader, it has been said decades before, that she shall be well-dressed and beautiful, but cruel in heart. Her heart shall be as far from the Lord as north is from south, and she shall leave the country into its final ruin. Again, when you hear the words, I am woman, hear me roar, take great heed, for the time of the end in your country is soon to be upon you, and you will stand absolutely shocked at what you will see happening in the days to come, says the Lord. When I cursed a woman in the Garden of Eden, part of that curse was that her desire would be for her husband's position of authority. For it is written, Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. And so it is in your country, my son, for women are now leading into the final phase of the great takeover that has been ordained years ago. And what the people shall call a great blessing shall in fact be a great curse, a terrible judgment that will mark the end of the United States of America, a country that had years before sold itself out to do evil. It is written in my word that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And in this case, the house is your country, my son, the United States of America. I have and I will cause the men and women of this country to be divided against one another. And then her end will come. Do not pray against what the Lord has already ordained, but warn the people of this coming judgment and tell them to get their hearts right before the Lord, to hold on steadfastly to what is right, even though everything around them may be going completely off course and contrary to the Lord's will. I am the Lord, and I will protect my own in that day. Although they will walk through the valley of death, they will not fear, for I will be with them. There will be great mourning in that day, for the slain of the Lord will be many, and this will include friends and family, as well as those who have persecuted you. In that day, says the Lord, fear will be far from you. Although you will lament those who have fallen by the sword and by the multitude of pestilence about you, and in that day, says the Lord, you will know without a doubt that it was by my hand that you stood, and that you are my people, and blessed you will be in that day. This is the word of the Lord. Mrs. Kamala Harris. So it was Kamala Harris's ear that I was seeing with the earpiece and just the ear and the type. And then last night when the Lord took me aside and said, listen to my words and pay attention to what I'm saying to you. He told me that this woman will be president of America. This woman is going to be president of America no matter who doesn't like it. No matter who doesn't think it can happen, no matter who will say, well, Hillary was far more of a political animal. Hillary wanted it more. Hillary would have done anything to get it. Hillary didn't get it. She didn't get the votes. And she is a long-standing politician. That lady is a lifetime career politician. And she didn't get it. Kamala Harris is never going to get it. God says Kamala Harris is going to get it. She's going to be president no matter who likes it, no matter who believes it. And I had a ton of dreams in November during the period of the vote count. Very unorthodox for America, counting votes for almost 10 days. I kept seeing dreams such as the woman showing up and saying to me directly in my sleep, I am Kamala Harris and I'm the president of the United States. And I looked at this lady and I was like, what are you talking about? You're the president of the United States. You're not even on the ticket. You're not even eligible 
as to be a president. And she said, I am Kamala Harris, and I am the president of the United States. And I was waking up from these dreams and saying, Lord, this is very weird. What is going on? And the Lord would just answer me and say things like, this is Kamala's election. And I was writing those things down, thinking, Lord, the woman is a add-on on the ticket. She's not a major player. What do you mean it's her election? And only later would the Lord reveal that with the entry of Joe Biden into the White House, Two people were going with Joe Biden. One of them was Kamala Harris, and the other person is Barack Obama. So this woman is going to be president of the United States. No matter who likes it, God says by hook, by crook, by line, or by sinker, she will be. And he said this. Said, you see, you see this woman now, she can barely find her way in the rough seas of politics. So they ask her a question, and she just giggles because... Processing the question is probably a problem. They ask her a question and she will obfuscate the answer. She will answer another question of her own making in her own head. She's inept. She is clearly out of her depth, out of her league. Even in the polls, she is regularly coming through the polls as severely unlikable. God says we are going to see one of the greatest political transformations that we have ever seen in the United States. What am I talking about? This woman is going to come back to us with, I have a dream ability. If you thought that President Biden was a little sleepy and a little sluggish for a very long time, and then suddenly, as soon as he got the endorsement, this man seemed to have been injected by 800 vials of adrenaline. He was full of fiery speeches. He was no longer muddling his speech. He was a brand new person, a person that America felt She could put her confidence in, and she did. Well, this is going to happen with Kamala Harris, but the Lord says that you should not be fooled when you see this transformation from a woman who cannot answer a simple question to almost Martin Luther King, I have a dream ability. That earpiece in her ear, Miss Harris or Mrs. Harris is going to be receiving a step-by-step masterclass from the mastermind himself, Barack Obama. That's correct. This man is going to be teaching his protege step-by-step what to say, how to say it, all the various intonations that he is known for, famous for. You're going to see this woman be able to deliver a rousing and a fiery speech by herself, and you will wonder what brand of breakfast cereal did she switch to. She's going to be another person, confident, likable, and for a while... God says that she will be an almost sparkling political leader who will even briefly inspire hope in America. Kamala Harris will change so much that if you didn't know how and why she changed, you'd think that she did it on her own. That earpiece in her ear will tell her what to do, what to say, everything. And I heard the earpiece, and it was like this, just like Charlie Brown. When the adults are talking, the children in the Charlie Brown cartoon can't hear them. That's Charlie Brown's way of letting you know grown-ups don't count. The only thing important in this program is what the kids are saying. I couldn't hear what was being said in the earpiece, but I knew that it was Obama's voice. He was the one giving her instructions how to act, I saw reporters feverishly asking her questions, President Harris, President Harris. And this woman was answering with calmness. She was answering and hitting things on the nail. 
because she was getting real-time answers from the mastermind himself, he's going to even teach her how to deliver speeches. So God says that because of how much she's going to change, she's going to seem like she's a commander-in-chief that knows how to get the job done. And God says that all the people who have fainting hearts right now will fail to learn their lesson. Lord, please help me to speak on this in just another moment. He says they will fail to learn their lesson. And he says that all the people, they have a failing heart now because they chose President Joe Biden. And God says, look at what he is now. He inspires no confidence, even in the people who voted for him. But when this woman comes out, those people, even after the shock of realizing how power will change hands, they will feel relieved. They will think, oh, well, you know, he, 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 he's out of the way. Okay, fine. He didn't get it right, but we still hit the money with her. You know, we were a bit worried. We, we, it looked like she didn't know what was going on, but look at how she's rallied. And here's what I said. Lord, please help me to speak on this. In the Bible, when God is going to destroy a people, God allows a lot of deception to enter into those people. So all of those who were listening when I was talking about how you keep following false, false prophets that are just feeding you MAGA cornflakes, you need to listen good to this part as well. When the Lord has determined the destruction of a people, there is no place better to do it than in the political arena. When God is ready to punish a people, he even says that I will set women over you. This is not a positive statement in the Bible. Sorry, feminists. You might just need to take a moment, but you can come right back. I'll be here. God says women ruling, children ruling. It's not exactly a sign of the times or the breakthrough of feminism. It is actually one of the signs of his Judgment. Another sign from God that is judgment is having capricious people, people whose hearts chop and change. One minute they like kill, kill all the, the, the government ministers who, who don't do this. And the next minute when, when the government ministers have been killed, then they will say, uh, where's that government minister that I need? And, and then the executioner will say, sire. You told us to kill them all this morning. And the king is like, well, why would you kill my ministers? Who's going to help me in the government? That's a capricious person. A capricious person in government is a curse. Nations need steady, righteous people at the helm or they will be destroyed. So when you see someone go through a massive transformation and you are so deceived in your heart that you think, oh, she was just slumming it in the first two years. She was actually holding back the best part of herself so that she could come to the forefront. Know that God has determined to destroy you. Another thing, yes, so God says that people, when they see how Mr. Biden has deteriorated and then they see how Miss, uh, Mrs. Harris will rally he says that people will feel reassured, but it is deception. They're going to relax and trust this woman. And I think that will be one of the greatest mistakes that America makes. God says that if you are a wise person, you should not feel reassured when you see this woman come because Barack Obama is going to be ruling through Kamala Harris. He will rule through her for a time. And then God says he's going to come out 
and rule himself. So to all the people, for instance, who believe this particular view that's floating out there in the Christian verse, oh, you know, he, he's going to come back to America as part of the United Nations. There is this belief system. God directly um, addressed this belief last night. There are people who believe that, you know, uh, the, our constitution is pure. Our constitution is sacrosanct. You cannot break the words of the constitution. No president who has ruled twice will come back. God says, watch as this man comes back. He says, this man is not coming back as any secretary general. He's not coming back as any overlord that will have to use the United Nations to get back in America. He says he's going to be sitting in the White House with his sleeves rolled up, exactly how you remember seeing him. He's going to be sitting in the White House, and he's going to be ruling something that God called the American Federation. Here is what the Lord said. He said America is federal. So to those who know God's language, when they say a federation, it is different from the word we use, federal. The word federation is the word Russia uses, the Russian federation. America has never been called the American Federation in her life. But this country is going to be called the American Federation. And in the future, this country will be joined to her neighbor at the top, Canada, all her neighbors at the bottom, South American nations, Brazil, Chile, and the rest of them. And that whole mass will be called the American Federation there will not be a U.S. dollar anymore. There will not be individual South American currencies anymore. There's going to be one ring to bind them all, one common currency, and everything from Canada down to the top is going to be known as the, the American Federation, and Barack Obama is going to be the boss. The Lord did not call him the president. He is just going to be the chief ruler of that federation. God says that he will sit in the White House like a spider and stretch out his hand, ruling all the territories, even to rule the world. But definitely, because I said before that the body of a spider is denser in the middle, that man is going to be right here in America, ruling from here, stretching up his hand and ruling Canada, stretching down his hand and ruling through the South American Nations. Obama will be your ruler, the one world government ruler that rules them all. He will sit openly in the White House, and he's not going to be in any UN job or post. He is coming back as America's head. And God said that the anguish many people will feel is because they only believe him halfway. And so that will be their punishment for unbelief. God says that Americans love America more than him. I've spoken of this in many, many um, prophecies before, and so if you're new, I'll just go over it. God says that one of the punishments, the greatest punishments that will be suffered here in the United States is that the United States is a god to the people who live here. It says that America is an idol. America is an idol to all the foreigners who left home and thought, if I could only go there, I can reinvent myself. There are a ton of people who are trans. They come here just so that they can wear their dress in peace, speaking to men who wear dresses. 
There's a ton of people, they are gay. They can never be gay in their home country. They fight for a visa to come here, not even to change the country in any positive way, make the nation better. They are fighting simply for the right to come here and have a boyfriend named Jose or Jamal or Doug freely without the risk of imprisonment or civil suits or anything like that. And so... People idolize this nation outside the nation, but in the nation, the idolatry is real. God says that America is a God to Americans, and so he is going to kill that God. And as people watch their God die, it has been a long time since I've said this. God says that as you watch all the freedoms taken away one by one, and they will keep telling you it's legal, it's it's. It's the best thing for now, trust us. As you watch all the freedoms die, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, every amendment, as the Constitution is trampled and torn to shreds, he says that pain you feel inside is your just punishment because you have an idol in your heart of this country. And he says that idol, they love it way more than him. They love it way more than Jesus, Celestial, and they love that idol definitely more than the truth. When God tells people the truth, he said they become torn because they believe in the nation. They believe in the nation's laws and they believe in the nation's institutions so much. So it's kind of a struggle. If you can see my face, it's kind of a struggle like this. The U.S. Constitution says two terms. And no more. Ta-da. Then God says, prepare to see Barack Obama back in the White House with sleeves rolled up in the Oval Office. Ta-da. And then people go, and they are agonizing inside. Do I believe the Constitution of the United States or do I believe God? God says that when two different things are put in front of the American public, they experience a schism. A schism is a very graphic and ripping split that usually brings severe damage to the psyche. Schism is usually how you start building up those multiple personalities. Schism is that painful shattering that happens in people when they've been married for 35 years and then they find out that their wife has an entire second family somewhere else. Or should I say husband? It's very hard for a wife to have tons of kids somewhere else. If women commit infidelity, they will bring those kids right into the house and tell you that they're yours. So schism is being sliced into between two different ideas. And this is how people are. They think, I want to believe you, God, but how can I believe you over the Constitution? I learned this stuff in school. I was taught in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 2000s, 2010s. I was taught this of our brave and our bold land. And God says that they will just not believe him no matter what he says. That's why he will step back and let the new world order people rip the country to pieces. And he says that is your pain, America. You can only believe the truth up to the point that the truth does not conflict with your personal views and your personal beliefs. That is why my words have no benefit for you at all. And so God says that Obama will surely be back, and he will coach this lady in her ear to make her presentable before the nation until the time that
that he's going to come out. This man is going to come out from behind the show curtain himself and show himself. And I saw Kamala Harris. She had a magic marker. So you're on the other side of the camera, so please don't accuse me of, oh, she's writing backwards. From my viewpoint, I am writing in the proper writing, which is left to right. She had a magic marker, and she was writing from right to left. So she had a magic marker, and she was just writing in the air. And as she was moving this magic marker like this, all the words were coming off of the U.S. Constitution. They were being rolled back miraculously. Just think of some kind of CGI where you just see the little letters flying off. I've seen that vision many times before. Where the, the letters flew off of the Constitution and just left that bare parchment scroll, just a bare piece of paper. There was nothing there. The First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the gun laws, all of it will be rolled back. It's going to disappear. And America, God says, will be as naked and defenseless here are the two countries he named, Australia and Canada. Both those countries, they have undergone so much legal punching since 2020 that the citizens who have lived peacefully in those countries all their lives cannot reconcile the country that they thought they knew with this New World Order, Gestapo, um, controlled, statist, controlled place that they are living and and tellingly they also don't have guns they also don't have guns um god says that kamala harris will reverse all the legal protections that america ever afforded her citizens and then the new world order will come so if you're thinking america is inconceivable without guns you will not be able to see any guns in this country unless the guns are illegal or carefully hidden and if they find out in any way of their new world order demon mind reading future AI searching ways, or maybe they use gun dogs. I don't know how you can find a person's hidden guns. They will send the New World Order police, these men that wear all black with the intimidating mirror helmets. I saw these people coming to people's homes, and a man and the cop were fighting for the gun, but the cop was stronger, and he took the gun, and he hit the man in the face with it. So God says that they will take the guns away, and if anyone fights for the guns, they will take you to neo-Nazi prison. This is just what I called it, neo-Nazi prison. Neo-Nazi prison is basically where you will go to prison without due process. You're not going to get a lawyer. You're not going to get the phone call. You're not going to get a jury of your peers. You're not getting anything that you think is a buffer zone between you and jail. You will go to jail. Whatever they write on that New World Order paper and said you did it, Best believe you did it. You will not get trial. And when it is, I've spoken of many of the beast prophecies. This is going into beast prophecies that have been written for at least a year and a half, but I haven't done the videos yet. But I can see the way the Lord is moving me. It will soon be time to start that series. In the beast system, there are going to be prefects. This is not a system of government that America knows, having prefectures and prefects. This is North Korean type of governance. So there's going to be prefects, there's going to be magistrates, there's going to be um, a federalist way of doing things. I'm not even sure what federalist is. I'll have to look it up. But it, it will definitely be like that. You will not get the freedoms that you are used to. You will not be able to protest. And when your case is assessed um, and they say you are guilty, 
then you will just be executed. You will not have any reprieve. You will not have anybody to um, to appeal to. And today, in the prayer time, what the Lord brought forward, it just speaks to this. God was just saying to me and my intercessor, she was listening and she was so shocked that she stopped praying. But God was just saying that there will come a time in the United States where there will be no care for the dead. People will lie on the street. And he said, they will just have to walk over them and continue going where they are going. And this may be shocking to a new person who has just come to the channel, but to people who have read the prophecy Pogroms, Pogroms in America. Pogrom is a very well-planned, state-carried-out form of execution on the citizens. It's not just religious planned killings. A pogrom is any kind of planned killing that is carried out by a higher authority on people who cannot defend themselves. And America, that can defend herself, cannot go through a pogrom. So now you, you know why they're offering gun buyback programs and saying it's the kids, it's the shooting. No, it is just the next step in the plan to disarm the population because an armed population will definitely make short work of whether it's a wolf hybrid soldier that you send or a Nephilim hybrid soldier. Americans don't care what kind of hybrid you are. They will whip out their things and weapons and they will fight for their rights and their freedoms. And so it is essential that the country be disarmed. But in the future that I'm speaking of, the future that God has shown me, the future when all this stuff, like taking away guns and taking away freedom and just controlling people, is done. People will be put to death, not by accident, not even by the harm that causes harm. People will be put to death by the government deliberately for disagreeing with the government, for doing what I'm doing here, sitting here and speaking about religious things and lifting up the name of Jesus and daring to expose the plans of Satan. People come to this channel and they struggle to understand what I'm saying and they don't know that this is the great mercy of God exposing what is ahead. Thank you, Lord, for reminding me. I cannot end this video without mentioning something that happened to me in March, something that to me was quite extraordinary. In full sleep, I woke up and the first thing the Lord said to me was, Ken Peters spoke the truth. And I take that as part of the historical record. So you can imagine, I'm sleepy, I'm thinking, Ken Peters would be who? Ken Peters. And the Lord repeated it. He said, Ken Peters spoke the truth. And I take his words as part of the historical record. So I had to get up, put myself together. Please excuse the noise. I will just continue. Well... The Lord told me to share this. This is something that I looked into just for myself. There's a lot of people who are just out there watching anything, but the Lord will bring something bring something to you that will make you silent. Ken Peter spoke the truth. I take his words as part of the historical record. When something is taken as part of the historical record, we're saying it's fact. We're saying that this is fact. We're saying that this is not a bunch of fairy stories. This is not a, bu a bunch of personal observations from this person. We're saying that this is objective 
fact. This thing happened, and we are going to include it in the history books. So I had to go and see who is this person that God is saying. And you know that I do not talk about people on this blog unless God has said that person's name to me, and I can go and vet them. So um, I went to look up Ken Peters, Ken Peters historical records, and obviously it doesn't come up like that. So you just put Ken Peters on the Internet, um, YouTube, and what comes up is this 300-year-old grainy video of this man with a side part, brown hair, in a dark suit, standing in what looks almost like, you know, it could almost be like an official background from the Prophecy Club. And this man is describing a dream that sounds like he knows me and he knows what I dream. I'm, I'm just mentioning this to you. The Lord said that what that man said, whether people believe him, whether anyone has ever seen that old video that looks like the colors are still trying to figure out, okay, you can be green and you can be blue, an old video. Ken Peters, the title of the video is I Saw the Tribulation. And I said, but Lord, this man is older than me. And this man told America that he saw people being slaughtered for no reason under a totalitarian government. And everybody was running and hiding. And when I say these things, it's as if I'm saying a brand new thing. And here is this old video. That man probably isn't even young anymore. He probably isn't even a young man anymore. Ken Peters. Go and, go and look, look at that up. And so these are the things that I heard from the Lord um, that America is going to undergo a complete shift. This is not going to be, you know, home of the brave, land of the free. It is not going to be like that. It is going to be like North Korea. It is going to be so highly monitored. People are going to be snitching on one another to gain points with the prefects and the prefectures. There's going to be a social credit score I found it so unreasonable when the Lord was giving me these words. I was thinking, Lord, are you telling me in this system, you have to do good deeds to have certain rights. But then there's a part of the system where you lose points if other people don't like you, which means that I would be living in a sum of zero all the time. You lose points. In this social credit score, you gain points for doing good deeds and for obeying the government and being a good citizen. You have to join programs in the social credit score. They're going to send you, let me just, they're going to send email to your house. I dreamt that I got email and the email said, um, Hello, Celestial. We hope you're doing well. We can't help but notice that you are enrolled in the minimum number of recommended programs. At that time, the minimum number, number of recommended programs was a whopping six. I had to join six hobbies like golfing or going to walk with the women in the neighborhood or, or you know, neighborhood flower making. I had to have six um, approved projects by the government. So I had only six. And then after a time, they sent me an email, and the email was like, Hello, Celestial. We can't help but notice that you have only the minimum 
recommended number of community projects. We strongly inv in invite you to get involved with more community projects. Meet your neighbors. Make a friend. We will. This email was a threat. I'm going to leave the prophecy below that you can go and find it. It is called, If You See Something, Say Something. It's going to become a society of snitches. You snitch for benefits. You snitch for electronic money in your bank account. You snitch so that the government can pay you back a favor. And I saw that in that system, people became conformed to it. And even the cops and the detectives used to laugh because people would spy on their neighbors and get a little thing and go and report the neighbor. And then the cops would come and take the neighbor away and kill them and give the person some ridiculous amount of credits and tell them you did good. And then the cops would go away laughing and thinking how easy they are to control. Meanwhile, the person who snitched stays back and their heart, I saw, was tearing because they knew that they had caused the death of a whole human beings, human being for about maybe the value of a couple of hundred dollars from the government. But I got that letter in my sleep and the letter was a threat. The letter was telling me just because the minimum is six, you are not a good citizen if you operate at the minimum. If you want to live a long and healthy life in this brand new world, you should join more projects. And the letter even told me that they would be contacting me to assist me in picking my new projects. So it wasn't even a question of, I was given a time period, I could sign up for new projects myself, or they would be in touch to let me know. This is the future that God is speaking of. It is not that I am not compassionate. I understand that this, this kind of thing will challenge thinking. This kind of thing will challenge everything you think you know. But you see the difference is here that God is weeding out the sheep from the goats. And let me tell you how he does it. And you go ahead and you think about it and you decide which one you want to be. God doesn't care if he talks to you about fallen angels. He doesn't care if he's talking to you about the resurrection of Jesus Christ or if he's telling you that angels, fallen angels and aliens are going to come down and live among us. The way God will judge you is where is your faith? That's it. You fail or pass on the basis of your faith. And the reason that I know that the Lord is pleased with me is because it doesn't matter if he comes and tells me, my child, in the future, a dragon with 17 heads will come down from the cloud and that dragon will be elected president of America. I will just say, well, Lord, it's going to be very tough to know which of the, the new president's heads will be looking in the camera when he's making. I'm not going to tell God that what he's saying is not the truth. I'm not going to critique him and tell him, oh, it can't be because the Constitution says that in order to be elected president, you have to be a human. I will just say, Lord, that's going to be a tough one for, American, for America. We've never been ruled by an actual dragon before. That is the criteria to get God's love, to get his favor. When he speaks, can you tell? When he speaks, are you able to discern? For those who keep coming and telling me, I've been listening to your teachings and I've been so blessed, but I, I can spot a little spot of demon teaching in you. 
When the Lord speaks, can you tell that it's him? Can you discern what he's saying? Do you understand what he's saying? And do you have the ability to cross from what you know into the realm that is coming? Can you make that jump? If you were here and you had to jump between everything that you learned in school that you think is so precious and can't be destroyed by Kamala Harris and friends, are you able to jump from the world that is dying into this new one? Older people, I am warning you, I have not done the... I have not done the beast system prophecies yet, but I'm warning you. I am warning you that we are going into a world of AI. I am not forcing you, but I am compelled by the Lord to warn you that in the new world, and this came out in today's call, God says that they will do away with older people as obsolete software. And I think I wrote this stuff I wrote these prophetic words from the Lord either in 2019 or 2020. I will look for that prophecy where I actually saw them exterminating older people because the new world order was frustrated with them. They were struggling with the new software. They were struggling with the new, the new everything. They could not keep up with the software. And I saw myself working twice as hard. I was doing all my work and doing all my mother's work. Because there's, there's no way on this earth that I was going to have my mother fall in her daily quota of online work because she couldn't figure out the software. I was working my work and working her work. Because in, in that world, working the online work is tied to the food you get. It's a diabolical and wicked thing, Christians. And you need to go deeper than, show me the scripture for this. If, why should I show you the scripture? Here's my question. Why don't you know the scripture? To some of you. Here is the challenge I'm giving to some of you who continually push back at me. Well, I need to see scripture. I'm asking you, how come you don't know the scripture? How come you don't know this that I'm talking about? Where is your closeness and fellowship with God? How come he's not telling you that they're planning to put us into a living Pavlovian experience? Where they're going to press a button and we're expected to feed and then press another button that will zap us and we're expected to stop feeding. How, don't you, how come you don't know that the future of employment means that you have to complete online work at an interface that is alive? The interface in my dream was alive. I was trying not to obey it and it was forcing me like a helmet on my head forcing me to keep my eyes on the screen. How come you don't know this? Where's the scripture for the fact that you don't know this? This is something for us to think about. I'm not going to hold anything back here. I'm leaving it all on the pitch so I can say to God, I ran this course and I finished it in, in grand fashion, the best that I could, Lord. I did not tell them any lies. I told them what the bottom line was. And they were free to do with it as they chose. A, a boxed world attempting to turn human beings into little rats. Little rats. And if the rats perform well, the rats can have a, a salary and the rats can have a little time off. These people will attempt to tell us who can fly first class or not. Social credit score will determine your social credit credit score, how you're behaving, and also your score goes up if more people like you. So if you're likable, 
if you have a YouTube channel that just tells people lots of stuff and that the rapture is coming soon and that Jesus is happy with the church, you'll have a perfect score, a near perfect score. A channel like this would probably be like negative 8 billion if the, downlo- if the downlikes were counted against me in the new world order. That is why I saw them taking the people who preach, taking the pastors who say that gay is not okay. I saw them taking them and beheading them. Their crimes were disturbing the peace, um, inciting religious bigotry. Imagine, these are the dreams the Lord is giving me. Where's Where's the scripture for people in black that take you and chop your head off and throw your head on some pile? throw you naked without a head on some pile and you get no burial. That's what God was telling me today. The burial of Tophet. He said that they will get tired of burying Celestial and the body will just lie there and people will have to step over it because they have to get to where they're going. That that. That prophecy is called pogroms. I said that they will have public executions in this country. And the person's blood, the the guilty people, the, the falsely accused people, obviously, because in that world, they will be killing people for nothing, on a dime. They will be inventing crimes to find people guilty of. You are guilty of not having enough eyelashes on your left eye. The penalty is death. They will just be exterminating people. For nothing. Ken Peters said these things before the video became as clear as my video is. This man saw this truth from God before God sent me here. Who knows these things? And if you know them, how could you forget? I saw that blood will dry on the roads. It will get black and sticky and horrible because the sun will be shining on it. And whenever, whenever I was walking and I saw that sticky, I just went around the pool, avoided that whole sticky part on the road, and kept walking. God is not unjust. He has warned this country for, by my estimate, if I have to see a video that old telling the truth, at least 50 years David Wilkerson takes the, the timing of, of warning even further back. Dimitri Dudeman, these are people that, God, I had to go and look for them on the Internet to see what they were saying. And they're saying exactly what I'm saying. So where is the distress and the shock? The only proof of distress and shock means that nobody believed those people then. That is one thing I have, I have found out about the man, Pastor David Wilkerson. The pastors at his level persecuted him for that 1973 vision. And if you try to look through his teachings, if he continued bringing that warning, he eventually left it. They were ready to cancel him back then in the 70s for being brave enough to speak that word. And soon enough, as soon as they persecuted you enough, then they just cover, cover you with dirt. They just cover your words with dirt. And then the party keeps going. The party is going to end up in the hands of Barack Obama. And that guy is a party pooper for sure. So that is the message. I think I'm going to cut this in half because part of it is 
not the Kamala Harris prophecy. Part of it is just sharing about the beast system. This is something that people, you need to talk to your children. You need to tell your children. You, the way you prepare for some of these things is this. Children, they don't have mastery of their spirit. I was a child once. I know what it's like. Anything you think, you say. Now, in the beast system, you do not want children like that. You do not want children who, at the time that everyone should be silent because maybe, maybe they haven't sent the New World Order black cops black dressed because when those guys come it's done so maybe they've sent one of these evil community snitch inspectors to come to the house they're asking questions just like in the movies and the family is hiding a secret and everyone is fine and then the five-year-old goes but you were polishing guns in the shed daddy we've all seen those movies you want to jump into the screen and put your hands on that small person you do not want children who speak out of turn when we are going into a time where speaking out of turn carries a price tag that human beings don't want to pay. You want to teach your children temperance and respect. You want to teach your children that people who want to live long should observe twice as much as they talk. May the Lord bless you. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice. And until I see you again... Goodbye. Fresh air starts with a boat or RV loan from United Federal Credit Union. Whether you're looking to camp out under the stars, spend your days fishing, or head out on the great American road trip, your next adventure is closer than you think. Take advantage of our great low rates and limited time special offers today. Visit unitedfcu.com slash fresh air to learn more. United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Insured by NCUA, Equal Opportunity Lender, 